and welcome back to Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. Joining me is uh, the homies, always here, always ready. Uh, well, not always here, because we here whenever we here. So I retract that last statement. But joining me is motherfucking Lou from the motherfucking Bronx. Also, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Nick motherfucking Anacelli. Got put what? horns on both of them. Got new shows every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we got we got things to talk about. I mean, I didn't really have particularly anything on my mind, but whenever the opportunity is presented to me to talk about professional wrestling, I can't help but to jump on that opportunity. Uh, shout outs to the homies at Wrestle Rap. Uh, they had a spaces on uh, Twitter the other day to where we was we, I just chimed in and we had a great conversation for like an hour or two just about wrestling. And that's what I love. We got Titty Meat in the chat. Brian Lopez is watching from the sidelines. He could be in the room with us jaw jacking, but you know, he just did one of his shows last night with the homies over there on the UWO. So shout, shout out. out. Shout out. Give him more horns on. <laughs> So, uh, Lou, let me ask you, you're from the Bronx, you said? Yeah, originally, originally. So, now residing in Florida. I, I think you might have been interested in it. Maybe even you two, Rob. Did you guys see that versus with, like, Dipset? Oh, oh my God, bro. Dude. <laughs> that shit. Oh, my God. Other, other than the, the hijinks and shenanigans that went on with the verses or whatever, that was the very first one that I watched from beginning to end. Because they're classics, man. Jake, I, I, I went out. I, I went. I, I sought it out. I like. I heard it was happening, and then I went and actively looked for it so I can watch the shit. That's how ready I was for that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Like I heard it was happening, and then I was like, like I heard it was happening a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh shit, that's gonna be kind of dope. But I don't really fuck with this versus shit like that. Like I watch it just for the memes and whatever. Um. Because for me, like the audio quality, like sucks a dick. But <laughs> I, I was actually online fucking around on Twitter, and then I saw everybody talking about it. So I was like, "Oh, let me put this shit on." And dude, uh, <laughs> it was so, it was the most New York shit ever. Like it was just two dominant New York personalities, and there was like no give. Like it, it was, yeah. it was so fucking uncomfortable. I, I loved it. You know, because the, the, just because of his Twitter game, and I'm a huge fan of him, like what he does on screen, but mostly his Twitter game, I just picture like Malcolm Bivens like losing his shit watching that. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, but uh, I yeah, I had to ask you guys that really quick, actually. It just came to my mind. It was I know good, man. Actually. It's just like I hadn't listened to that music in so long. I mean, I really haven't listened to any music <clears throat> in a good while. But damn, when they started bringing them hits up on, you know, on either side, it didn't matter which. I was just like, oh, I remember that shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. The thing, the thing for me is like, so I, so I worked overnight for many years, and overnight, um, I used to drive a forklift, so I had a Bluetooth speaker on my forklift, and I would just listen to Spotify all night or podcasts or whatever. And for the most part, the music I listen to is like, I listen to the old shit. I don't, I'm not like 
versed in all this new shit. Like I, I know who people are and I know like hit songs or whatever. But if you look at my Spotify playlist, it's like the shit's all like 10, 12, 15 years old. Yeah. So that's all I was listening to. <laughs> it's Dipset, Locks, Biggie, all that fucking early 90s shit, 2000 shit. So like all them songs were hitting and it was just kind of like, I've been at a, I haven't worked since January. So I haven't been listening to like my music. So my Spotify playlist has been kind of lacking. So hearing all this shit all over again was kind of like, it was, uh, it was kind of amazing <laughs> actually. Right. And before we, once again, before we get into proper wrestling talk or whatever, I mean, I'm kind of weird like that as well. Like how you was talking about it. So, you know, if you're not, doing your, your normal routine it's kind of hard for you to kind of keep track of things when you're not you know doing that because like for me i listen to podcasts when i'm driving somewhere so it's mm-hmm. like if i have a day off of work i don't listen to podcasts because i'm not really driving anywhere or whatever you know so i mean it's kind of right. weird that or even listening to music or whatever because sometimes i clean and i turn the you know the music on or whatever you know listening to the google home and shit all over the house and i just recently started getting into that and then with the um, the music aspect of it is just i put it on random i put it on shuffle whatever i got in my catalog right. pop up yeah but what apple music does is they'll slip some shit in there if you don't pick your music you just say hey you know i ain't gonna say the, the g word because it's gonna pop up right here and play music and shit yeah so i was like hey g uh, play me some music and it'll be like playing from Apple Music and it'll play my catalog and it'll play music like my catalog. So they'll yeah. slip new shit in there and I'll be like, I don't remember downloading this shit, but it's kind of tight. <laughs> yeah. Codex That's what I like about. with the titty meat. We got to put horns on it. That's what I like about Spotify. I think all these apps do that same shit because like I'll play a. Uh... I'll be like, oh, I want to hear a certain song, so I'll play like New York. More to the meat. Hold on. More. 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 It's never <laughs> enough. Never <laughs> enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, just a soliloquy on the music. That I love when they just plug in shit that you usually don't have on your list, but it's similar to what you like, and you're like, oh wait, I, what the fuck? I like this song. Holy shit, let me add this. Yeah, it's kind of clever, actually. Have you ever heard of a um, an artist named Tink? Mm-mm. Tink. That no. sounds familiar, but I don't, can't say yeah, that I have. She, uh, I think she might have been um, with Timberland and um, freaking and all them back in the gap or whatever. She was one of those artists that uh, Missy and them was working with. But she had a song called One in a Million that was um, remixed from that uh, Aaliyah's One in a Million. And I love that shit to death. And I thought she was a one-hit wonder or whatever until the aforementioned <laughs> uh, algorithm of Apple threw one of her new singles in there. And oh, I was sure. like, who the yeah, hell like- is this? And I was like, hey, man, identify this song, G-Man. And they was like, this is such and such by Tink. And I was like, oh, I forgot about her. Then I went in to the catalog, and she had an album every year since that single came out. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even fucking know. Wow. That must be nope. hard, because Aaliyah's great. Johnny, Johnny in the house, putting horns on it. Yeah, but um, also in the vein of Aaliyah and music, still not wrestling. Um, they hey, are a lot finally, of people like it though. A lot of yeah. people, maybe we need to make a music podcast. <laughs> Already are, off the rails. Yeah, they are finally releasing those Aaliyah albums to the streaming platforms or whatever. So next month it'll be on Spotify and Tidal and everything. I can't, so I can't have fucking one. wait for that. Aaliyah, 
Yeah. yeah. I fucking was in love with Aaliyah when I, bro, when I was 16, 17, bro, I was madly in love with her. I used to just fucking, this kind of like, there at that fucking album cover, when you used to actually buy CDs and albums and shit, uh, that one in a million. Man, um, I, I almost bought um, her last album, don't, I think is what I care for you or some shit like that, because um, mm-hmm. my wife was looking for music to put on her iPod and she was going through the physical CD case that she got. She's oh, like, I shit. thought I had the Aaliyah CD or whatever. So we, and that's how I knew it wasn't mm-hmm. on the streaming services. We started looking. I was like, why the fuck is this shit not on here? And then the, the, she's on, she's on Apple music, isn't she? The gods have come down and it was like, yeah, bless you with it. It's coming to streaming. It's not on, um, she got some stuff on Apple music, but like all the yeah, albums that like- people really want, it's not out yet. It's like, uh, uh, and I guess to like kind of put the kibosh on this music thing. De La Soul also. Yeah, they got their masters back. That's yeah, a big I just, fucking my deal. My boy just posted that on Instagram. That's huge. Yeah, That's De La Soul got their fucking that, If you if you like like intellectual hip hop and yeah. and you don't really know about De La Soul when they drop all their shit online, go get um listen to the Stakes Is High album. That fucking album is tremendous from front to back. And it's it's that shit is just bars the entire album. Now you know who else is tremendous from the back? Uh Nikki A A S S I always gotta make sure to say A I gotta stop and go A S H because I just wanna be like Nikki A S S. I must be missing something because I don't think so. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. I just gotta Lou, if you don't mind me divulging our DM real quick in, on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Hold on. Pull up the evidence. Hold but on. You know me. I'm a, I'm a Liv Morgan guy. Yeah, we, we know. Hold on. I got a, I got evidentions. Let me. I hope she's in Vegas. Look at that. Look at them cheeks. Son, can you zoom in on that, please? Listen. Look at them cheeks, man. Nikki Cross had ass when always we just didn't NXT, notice when i first saw her in nxt i was like yeah because i like short I, first of all i love short women i'm six foot three for some reason i love short women well every and especially every woman a short, short woman to you women. <laughs> well that's not necessarily true but man when i first saw her i was like okay she she got a little weird look and then the accent and then all the crazy and then just that fatty you know i don't mean to be all misogynistic and shit but hey man god damn it oh, you mean i gotta hit the music oh, gotta play the you, don't sexual, you don't put that sexual <laughs> chocolate theme on don't play that shit listen nikki i know you got uh you got that big old man with you from uh formerly from uh formerly from the uh saturday click but listen if you ever Ever. ever, 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 wanted to know what that Dominican chocolate is like. You want to make some cafe con leche? Come see that's, me. That's chocolate milk for those who didn't know. Come see me, please. <laughs> that's it. Wild. That's all I got to say. All right, you turn the sexy music off. All right, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man! I, we got to bring that back. We got to run. We got to run waterfall mania again, man. Man, I forgot all about that. To Ooh. be honest. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
I mean, we can ease into the wrestling episode gently or whatever. Let, let, let's keep that going. Um, who we stick it in nice and slow? Who we uh, eyeballing lately as far as the female competitors? They just uh, announced that they're going to have the NWA title match. It's going to be a legit Layla Hirsch versus uh, what's her name? Uh, Camille? Camille Brick Shithouse. Yeah. Shit Brick House. <laughs> Camille, I mean, Camille no, shit brick house. I knew, Holy I knew Layla shit. Hirsch was uh, short, but I didn't know she was that short. And then again, Camille well, was they, uh, what, six. I foot? mean, they put her, they put her in there with fucking Wonder Woman, like, like yeah. they they couldn't so, have found a taller woman to put her in there with. Let, let me ask you guys this on that topic, like women and all that waterfall mania, right? What WWE woman, if you met in person? That you think you would like maybe be awkward around, like wouldn't know like what to say or talk. I mean, all of Bailey. So <laughs> Bailey. when it lived, it wasn't awkward. Bailey. At all. Maybe, maybe because of like the situation I was in. Look, look at the height on that. Oh wow, <laughs> look at that difference. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's she's she <laughs> she eating her cookies, bro. I don't even know what yeah. that means, but it sounds right. <laughs> Rob, you really think you'd be awkward around like? Them, if you met them, I mean, it's just them in general. Is any of them? It's just like, for me, is a is almost like a respect thing or whatever. It's just like they they yeah. put their body on the line and they do all this shit for us or whatever. Because it's almost like they di- this is their job. They deal with motherfuckers, you know, asking for autographs and want to take pictures mm. and do all this shit on a daily <laughs> basis. And for me to go up to them and be like, hey man, I feel like I'm bothering you know yeah. shit. You know what it is for me too. Like I try, I wanna, I wanna like try, I wanna try to like get away from that like typical male thirsty ass in your DMs type shit that they probably do with every single day. So if I meet them, it's like super respectful. Hey, you know, like I don't want to be like, mm, damn girl, that ass. So that, like you yeah, know what I mean? Like because they get that shit all the time, and I don't want them to feel like every time they meet a male fan that it's kind of like, Ugh. like you ever seen that picture of, of Becky when the dude's got his arm around her? Oh yeah. And she's li- she literally like she's like, like she has you know her what? fist rolled up and she's kind of like this motherfucker. Like that shit's creepy, it's bro. Just, yeah, it is. It is because like Rob knows and a lot of people. I'm like madly in love with Liv Morgan. Like yo, happy yeah, babies. Know time and place you let me know so when i like got to meet her like i wasn't awkward like i shook her hand she said her real name like whatever hi how are you blah 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 and that was it it's just crazy wow. how motherfuckers can get out there and be all creepy all day don't like let, i don't, don't let your boy, I, don't I, let I, your boy. Me, like rob will tell you bro me and rob you know we have conversations in the dms about things and that I, that I think that's fine because this yeah. guy's talking to guys. We're not like you know DMing like that whole shit where you DM a, a woman wrestler and tell her, mm, "Let me eat your ass or some shit or, like that." Yeah, it's like so I, weird. like come on, man! Like what the fuck are y'all doing? Like can you let not be a fucking animal for once in your life? Like just relax, dude. Like they're people yeah. too. Like you know what I mean? Like, only, it's it's not, it's just the only time I'm in shit's the, so in weird. The, the only time in I'm in the ladies DM is just like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> So actually, I'll tell there you guys a cool story. I don't know if I told you, Rob. Uh, so my girl's from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where Shana Basil is from. Mm-hmm. And I'll shoot the occasional message to like someone just see if, just to see if you get a response, right? Yeah, yeah, I've done that before. And I said, hey, 
me and my girlfriend are back home. She's from Sioux Falls. You're from there. What's some bars to go to? Knowing my girl knows where to go. She's from there. But Shanna, like, actually answered. Like, oh, you should try this place, this place. I thought that was, like, really, really cool. And I was like, all right, cool, thanks. That's dope. It wasn't like, oh, my God, you're the best in the world for answering me. Yeah. That was cool. You know what I mean? I actually, I actually did that yesterday, but not with a wrestler. I have this, um, she's like an independent, uh, musician and mm-hmm. she, um, I follow her on Instagram and she's dope. She's fucking awesome. And I, I honestly, I think they're going to blow up or she's like, kind of like semi-famous. So, um, she posted a, uh, a video of her playing a song and like, I recognized the song and she wrote, guess the song. So I just was like, I, it was the song is called Nightlife by a band called Off With Their Heads. So I, I I sent her that with a question mark and she replied. She goes, oh, uh, what did she say? She said, oh, good job. And I was like, thanks. And then I said, please cover that song because that's what she does. She does acoustic covers of like punk songs and shit like that. And then she goes, oh, I will. And I sent her a fucking like woohoo Homer Simpson thing. And that was it. I wasn't like, oh, let me see your titties, bitch. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like some, some of these people like they. They, that's why, like, these wrestlers and these, these well, just women in general who are, like, well-known, they get, like, skeeved out because motherfuckers be like, hey, I really liked your wrestling match last night. And they actually go to respond. And then motherfuckers like, oh, let me see some ass crack, bitch. Like, <laughs> see, and my thing, too, fuck. with it, my thing with it, too, like, an example, uh, so the day of SummerSlam, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are doing, like, some, one of their donut things. Yeah. And I told Rob, like, yo, like, let's go, blah, 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 we're gonna go. Obviously, you go, probably get to pay a little bit, I imagine. But you meet them, probably get a photo, and, like, that's it. I support that because it's like, yo, you're contributing to what they do. Mm -hmm. But, like, when those motherfuckers, like, be, like, hanging out, like, yo, I know they're going to come here at this time. All that for, like, a photo. Like, that's weird. Like, even, like, like, and you hear, like, how some of the people talk, like, I don't know, like, one time I was doing, uh, when I was on recruiting, when I did that event where I met a uh, thing for the first time, where I met Lacey for the first time, like Jeff Hardy walked by. That dude was like my childhood idol. But I wasn't, he was just casually walking around the arena before the show started. I wasn't going to go up and harass him. I just said, hey, what's up, man? And he waved back. Like, that's satisfaction enough for me. Like, yo, yeah. childhood hero acknowledged me. Cool. Like, Look, Did I tell you about my run-in with the Hardys? No, I only know your Daniel Bryan one. Well, with the um, oh, with shit. the Hardy, with the Hardy boys or whatever, um, it's when they were still together with Lita. I was in, I was stationed in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and I was flying home. So, I think I hit a terminal up in Durham. So they live up around that way. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in the terminal, and all three of them walk through the uh, airport, and they sit like legit two seats away from me. So Lita is here. Wow. Matt and Jeff is oh, on the other shit. side of her. And I'm just sitting there like, I know who the fuck this is. It's like butt ass early in the morning. I'm like, holy fuck. And then, look, I was a boot and shit. I think this, I was still in my first year in the Marine Corps and shit. Had the so, backpack? So yeah, I had my little bag and I had my little Marine Corps sticker on it and shit. And I was turning it toward them and shit, hoping they would see it and comment on it and shit. You know? <laughs> and then I was like, I almost went to the little kiosk and bought a disposable camera, but the disposable camera was like $25 fucking dollars. So I was like, shit, $25 yeah. in early 2000s money? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> but they sat like two seats away from me, and I was like, I'm good. I seen them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. cool, man. 
And I then, think um, I would more. I think I, oh, I'm, I am. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, with, with the Daniel Bryan thing or whatever. That it was, was right, funny. That's yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, wanna, right after he, It was right after um he lost to Kofi because me and Nick and um one of his homeboys oh, we shit. went to that show. So um we was going. Nick dropped me off to the airport so I can fly home. And me and his homeboy, you know, was in the same terminal and shit. So we was just walking through uh, security and everything. We saw um your boy. He was getting wheeled around in a wheelchair because you know he was doing bad health wise. Uh, Captain Spaulding, dude from uh, oh, okay, Devil's Rejects. So me and him getting knocked shit out the basket, and here he is getting wheeled right in front of us. I was like, oh, is that guy? So wow. I had the brand new Kofi Kingston shirt on, the freaking, the one that looked like the little mosaic shit, the one that said uh, 11 years or some shit like that, the one that looked mm. like the Obama picture. Of Just that the, the, one, the one with the belt? Oh, no, it was like the Hope picture? Yeah. So I had okay. that on, fresh, brand new, bought it at WrestleMania. And we and we walk into the terminal to go just sit out, wait for the flights and shit. And as we going in, Daniel Bryan is coming out of the restroom, walking past us. And we lock eyes. I look at him, he look at me, and he looked <laughs> down at my shirt. And I was like, oh, my bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of shook his head and walked off. And I just like went to my terminal. I was like, all right, that was cool. I guess yeah, kind you of see, like shit, shit like that's kind of cool, man. Because you know, these people, some people don't know how to act. Uh, yeah. To say, uh, for lack of a better, a better term, um, so they just freak out. Like I have one story about me meeting a wrestler, just mm-hmm. one, but it's a good one. So I used to work, I used to work at public supermarkets here in uh, Miami when I first moved here. It was '97, so I started working there in '98, and. Uh, right on the corner of the the little strip mall area was this gym called porky's gym and they used to tell me yo the rock works out there and he comes in here once in a while so i was like oh shit, really now at the time wrestling wasn't what it is now it's like wrestling was just the niche thing that we watched because we were all fucking wrestling nerds in there and we all watched that shit. but i I tell you what if it was the rock as of current and i and i had that information no i'm just saying if it it was the rock as of current and we had that tidbit of information, I would go in there and act a fool. It's not like it would be to, to embarrass myself, kind of, and I would be, I would yeah. be doing it on purpose. I would walk around, I would have a tank top on, and I'd just be doing like the invisible lats and shit, and then I'd be like, <laughs> go and pick up his weights and shit when he getting ready to go do workouts just to fuck with him. <laughs> just that shit was hilarious. That's hilarious. But he used to work out there. So mm. one day, I was, work, I was at work, it was in the evening, and I'm fucking looking down the meat aisle, and here's the fucking yeah. rock with a big ass fucking dude pushing his little shopping cart with his little wife, and I'm like, holy shit, that's the fucking rock, bro! And then all of us start freaking out, and then we go up to him, we're like, yo, rock, you know, we fucking, you're the man, you know, whatever. He's like, thanks, guys, thanks, yeah, I appreciate it, you know, thanks a lot, man, that's cool. I think one guy asked for a picture, and then we left him alone. Mm-hmm. We told him he was awesome, we 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 love him and all that shit. Left the guy alone. Let him do his thing. He shot and he appreciated that shit. But we had one guy. The one guy. Who thought, who thought he was he was like a sort of a mid-manager. He thought he was the man. And when The Rock came in, this motherfucker would follow The Rock from the entrance all the way through the goddamn store. Asking, so, so next week, what's going to happen with Stone Cold? And then after, like, what are they going to do? Because I heard that. They're gonna take the belt off of him, and then I heard that they're gonna do. And he's oh, no. and, and literally, 
literally the Rockets walking with Scar. He's like, nah, you know, I think what they want to do is like they're gonna give this guy the belt for a little bit, and the, like he was actually engaging him, but you could see that he was like, nigga, leave me alone, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to shop, dude. So what ended up happening is that one day they were like, yo, the Rock's here, the Rock's here, because somebody saw his Escalade. And he just sat in front of the store in like the fire lane in his Escalade while the wife did the shopping. And that was the end of that, dude. We saw him like two, three times. And then after that shit happened, he was like, fuck, I can't go in there anymore. This was before Scorpion King, bro. Oh, okay. Like, there's only, before I think he there's even only blew two, up. There's, I think there's only really two wrestlers, maybe three, but two for sure, that I would be like, yo, like, I got to try to get a selfie with if I can. Probably uh-huh. The Rock. And. The Undertaker. And I'm it's funny because Rob probably get a laugh at this. I'm not one of the military dudes that's like, I'm a Marine. But I'd be like, yo, dog, I'm in the military. Can I get a selfie? <laughs> Man, I, I've I've even tried to parlay that into some uh interviews and shit. And it yeah. was like uh and I and I told you because we we uh Weimer at, from uh Fort Linwood. Yeah. He used to be stationed with uh Jackson Riker, and this was before yeah. he said what he said and shit and got in trouble. You know, not in trouble with the company, but in trouble by the fans yeah, and shit, fans. right? Yeah. So I found that out, and I went through Weimer to get to him to get him on the show. <laughs> you know, wow. and then you know we got the mutual dude that <clears throat> fucking know Lacey and shit, and I tried to get her on the show because of that shit. Yeah. You know? So I, I've that's that was the only instances that I actually tried to use my military influence to. Uh, Same. I think that'd be the out. only. Oh, the and only- um, fucking Danny Limelight because he he a Marine too. So yeah, yeah, and that one actually worked. <laughs> yeah, I got. I think that'd be it. Or maybe if I like, like kind of like if I met like a Montez Ford in person. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably hit him with like, "Oh, like Semper Fi, like I'm in right now." Blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's like a mutual thing we have yeah. in common. Because it's like people who know, you know. Because yeah. Danny yeah. Limelight was on the show, and all we talked about was the military. We barely talked about wrestling and shit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But let's address some of these things here in the chat because we got Brian saying that he smoked with uh, the Briscoes and Rollins and shit and BJ Whitmer. That <laughs> had to be a crazy cipher, bro. I want to hear that. I know. I need Brian to get on right now. Yeah, we need Brian to, uh, <laughs> Brian, uh, to on. elaborate on that story. And also, Carl talking about he almost yeah, got same. his ass whipped by Umaga. <laughs> he, Umaga oh, was shit. grabbing him like, Carl! Carl! <laughs> We need them both to get on to tell their story. What are you doing, Carl? It's <laughs> great. Oh, I, mean? what about, I don't know why Carl didn't put the thing where uh, MGF like pretty much bit his gum and like shit on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I got to meet Kiara Hogan after she was on the show. So that was cool. Wow. Yeah, no, that, that. that was a delight in person to see, like visually stimulating on the eyeballs. To see y'all were actually y'all were talking about Shayna Baszler when I went to that house show in 2019. I was I went there with the intentions to hopefully like kind of meet her and maybe get a picture because mm-hmm. I was really like into her. I know she's not you know not romantically or anything, but she I think she's fucking awesome. So I was yeah. like yeah. hoping to, but I didn't see bro. I saw nobody. It's like if they were like in their own locked world and we were like the audience, and then when it was over, like they just bounced because mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody anywhere. So what do you guys think of? when like fans like swarm where the cars go after like granted there's barriers and all that so they're probably just trying to get photos to say hi how do you uh how do you guys feel about that i've seen I, that like i've seen that so before I've seen it was, once yeah and i got peaked for a second and maybe it was just my inner self-conscious 
like I was there and I was like, man, I feel creepy. And I walked away. <laughs> like, I was yeah, literally there like, probably 30 seconds. I never understood that phenomenon, even with like singers and shit. Like you, you, you all seen like those Beatles videos where the, they come out and the girls are just like screaming like if they're being murdered and oh, shit. Oh like, uh, like, like the old run. Michael Jackson videos and shit with the bitches yeah, like just... <laughs> the, only, the only time I thought it was like... cool. And well, the only thing is because with wrestlers, which I think is fair, they barricade it. So like you can't swarm the car. But me, I'm a huge Travis Scott fan. Huge Travis Scott fan. And obviously he's in Rob's neck of the woods. And uh after he did his uh Astro World thing in Houston. Like, he was just driving down the road, and motherfuckers were, like, in his car, like, dabbing him up. Like, and watching on Netflix is special. It looked really cool, which you haven't watched. If you haven't watched that, Rob, you should definitely peep it because you're from the area. I, I ain't going to watch it till you retire. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. But, yeah, like, so I think, like, that's crazy. But I think it's because, like, they have more. Carl! Carl! Uh, you got to hear this story, Carl. I uh, this has to be real quick because I'm at work, so I'm like pretending I have a phone call. Pretending you taking a shit. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Nah, so here's the story. So um a friend a couple of friends of mine they used to take me, you know, they convinced me to like go to the airport to like take their kids to meet some of the wrestlers and stuff. That's so, weird in itself. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, it's, it's very weird, <laughs> yeah. but I met a lot of good people that <laughs> that way. But um so long story short, there was a whole bunch of people that was there, and there's one kid who just had a whole bunch of like eight by tens, and he just kept like they would like oh, damn near trample the kids just to get autographs from these wrestlers. So Umaga was there, and, and um, so yeah, so I, I I went up to Umaga and asked him if he wanted to sign and take pictures with the kids and everything, and then here comes the mob, you know, the eBay mob. Um, yeah damn near trampling the kids so i'm like I, so i just kind of yelled for the kids and then umaga gave me this face like motherfucker what did you just say did you just raise your voice at me <laughs> so i'm oh like my oh God. Man, i fucked up <laughs> so was um this, was this a tf green yeah yeah so like late so um a little later on he um i went up to him and i said hey i just wanted to apologize for you know, I was, you know, for all that, I wasn't trying to get loud with you. It was just, you know, the eBay crowd almost trampling the kids and everything. So he was like, nah, no, nah, it was that, you know, it was cool and everything. And then I told him I was getting ready to start training. He gave me some advice and all that. And then he asked me if I wanted a picture. He grabbed my phone. He took the picture like in selfie mode. And I still, it's actually on my uh, Facebook to this day and stuff. So if you can go on, my page, can go on my page and check it out, but Umaga was definitely cool to do that though. He was all right, all right, Tito, a goat right there. Yo, yeah, yeah, for real. Like I, awesome. I felt some type of way when I found out he passed. Yeah, yeah. I would have too. Reason that we got Bro. the Usos, right? What was that? He the reason we got the Usos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he took. They got fired from their job, and he said, "Yeah, right, he yo, went down here. there and got them and brought them to Houston." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. All right, but I got to head back to work before they know I'm going too long. All right, take it easy, man. You're cool, man. All right, fellas. Oh! <laughs> and that was a – it's funny, though, speaking of, like, Umaga with the Usos, that was actually a cool experience. So uh, when we were at WrestleMania the day before Rob came, we were in the hotel or whatever hanging out with Lacey, and we were just casually leaving. And uh, as I was walking down the elevator – uh, escalator, I mean, Jimmy Uso was coming up, and he just, like, 
I didn't do anything. He looked at me and gave me like the goal, like, yo, like, what up, head nod? And I was like, yeah, that's pretty dope. And those mm-hmm. motherfuckers are bigger in person than you think. Granted, oh, yeah. they're, they're Samoan, but like, those are big motherfuckers. I was like, damn, dog, you huge. The only one that came off kind of like a prick, and I didn't say anything, just his presence, was uh, when I walked by Seth. He kind of came, which I heard he's historically kind of known for being that guy, which I can kind of see. The only person, oh, Teddy Long. That's my probably my coolest story. You can ask, you can ask George this story. So we're going in the elevator to go up to uh, Lacey's room, and I'm over here. I'm all, already embarrassed because I didn't know all this was gonna go down. Like we were gonna go hang out, yeah. like at the hotel. And I missed out on that because I was out there freaking being a tourist and meeting people and doing yeah. other shit and whatever. So, so we're getting ready. So I had no idea this was even gonna happen. I'm in a Ric Flair shirt, so I'm already embarrassed. Like, yo, I look like such a mark. I'm walking around with a Ric Flair shirt on around all these people. Thank God it was Ric Flair because a lot of people kind of rock Ric Flair shit naturally. At least it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Someone like active. But uh, so we're in the elevator and it's fucking Buddy Murphy shirt. Yeah. (laughs) The elevator is about to close. And all of a sudden I hear, hold that player. And it was steady long. And and then I was like, oh, what floor, sir? And he said, whatever. And he's like, thanks, player. And I was like, George. So Robin was my boy, George. He gets off the elevator. He's like. Teddy Long just called you player. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like he would call you anything else. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like this motherfucker lives the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I guess one well, thing we can transition to before Well, no, we still got more stories. Oh, well, let's hear them. I'm all I, What I, I met uh Kenny Omega and Abushi. I forgot about so that. That was, that was in uh Dallas, when they did right? Wrestle they did WrestleMania in New Orleans and they had oh, the uh WrestleCon. And shit. Hey, hold on. Booyakasha, six one nine. What's happening, people? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The man's here. Yeah, uh, but um, my black ass is just waking up. That hey. well must be the simple life. But it's um, that was my first and maybe possibly my last ever meet and greet or whatever. Because this is like it was the first time that I went to a convention like a WrestleCon, and it was the first time that I actually paid money for a meet and greet so i damn that was the 38 hour uh roh super show and shit with the new japan people over there so that's why kenny omega and obushi and all them were down here in um the states so i was like well shit this was like when kenny omega was living in japan pretty much i was like damn i don't never know whenever i'll see these guys again so i paid money for the kenny omega meet and greet so i got to meet him Took a picture with him and shit, and that was the same day I got to see Kiara Hogan, and I was just like, "Yeah!" And I made a boyfriend hold the camera and take a picture of us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was cool. I seen uh the Lucha Bros, Mickey James, and a whole bunch of other motherfuckers there. And this I, is all before AEW. Yeah, this is way before AEW. And the only regret I have from that thing, uh, Victoria was there, and she was oh. in full gear. And I was wow. like, I need to talk to her so, so bad. But I'm like, you know how, how I said it. It's just like, I, I feel like I, I don't want to bother them and shit. But she was just talking to anybody and everybody that was walking by. And she was just sitting there in all her gear, just looking so lovely. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, and then uh, Shane Helms was there dressed as the hurricane with his fucked up back and shit. And he was just sitting there wincing and 
and all kind of other crap. Because I mean, you know, wrestlers put their body through a whole bunch of shit, especially when he used to wow. do that off the top rope neck breaker and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I think I already told y'all the MVP story, right? Because that's my dude. Yeah. But okay. did, did I tell you, Lou? No. I don't think nope. so, no. We got one that don't know, so I get to tell the MVP story again. Oh, no, <laughs> this is a good one. Now, I went to uh, WrestleMania Dallas, and um, they had the WrestleCon there. And they also had uh, they also did a ROH house show there in the same building as the WrestleCon. So I went there and saw the ROH show. Kyle O'Reilly was the ROH champion at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the show was over... He uh he came out on the to the ring and he you know was talking to everybody's like thank you uh we know why you're really here but um <laughs> enjoy the weekend be safe and everything and uh you know he dismissed the show so we leaving out and I'm standing out front where the um, the valet bring the cars at looking like Nick was saying looking like a fucking mark because I had my big ass WWE title belt over my shoulder and then um, <laughs> um I probably had some other wrestling shirt on and he. I'm standing out front, just you know, looking around and shit. And MVP is standing there with his old lady, waiting for his car. And I'm like, if anybody have ever heard me talk about wrestling in this show, MVP is my number one, number one uh, United States fucking title holder ever. You know, and I'm just like, that's motherfucking MVP. And I'm sitting there with this big ass WWE title and shit. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm just like. I'm walking back and forth and shit, like pacing, like, should I approach him? Should I say something? You know? And then finally I was like, fuck it. And I was like, can I take a picture with you? And he's like, um, I'm going to tell you no, because it wouldn't be fair to the people that just came and paid to see me and do all that inside of WrestleCon. And, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that shit. It made sense when he said it. I was like, all right, you're right. You're right. He's like, but I will shake your hand though. I was like, oh. Thank you, pre-COVID shit, right? I said, oh, <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, when we could and do then that. I walked stuff. away, went about my business, and then I tweeted about it. Yeah, then I tweeted about it immediately after, and I was like, "Yay, life complete." What I, cool. I gotta hear this Rollins story. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's I'm sorry. All right, yeah, um, I want to hear this Briscoe story. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, so basically, I, I was a big, as some of you guys know, I'm a big Ring of Honor head from like back in the day. <clears throat> I used to go to like all the shows when they were just on DVD before they got to like HDNet and stuff. Yeah. So they used to come to Roxbury a lot, and in uh, Roxbury, and they do like this? huh? <laughs> and they do like no, this? No, no, no. But the first show I ever went to was called A Fight at the Roxbury. So, which was, as yeah. you should, yeah. Yes. So, but um, but whenever they came to Roxbury, you know, we'd always see the guys walking around. So I got like. Three really good Ring of Honor stories. The first one, uh, even though I did smoke with him later on, BJ Whitmer, mm-hmm. he tried hitting on my girlfriend at the time that I was with. So wow. I went to the bathroom and literally in the bathroom, I'm at the urinal and then walks in next to me is Takeshi Morishima. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he was the former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, the guy from Pro Wrestling Noah. And mm-hmm. he literally is like pissing right next to me. I'm like, oh shit, Morishima. And Pissing on your a, shoes and shit, or whatever. Nah, you turn, y'all turn I mean, to like, each other and touch dickheads and all nah, that. No, nah, no, it wasn't a Val Venus Big Show situation, but you know what I mean. But it was just like, oh shit, Morishima, and I'm, you know, I zip up, go away. And my my ex at the time was out there, and BJ Whitman sitting there macking to her, got his arm up like this on the wall, like so, what's going on, blah blah blah. And I walk up to BJ Whitmer, I'm like, are you trying to holler at my girl? He goes, oh shit, I'm sorry, man, I didn't know she was taken, and then walks away. Um, 
But through those shows, I got the, to meet the, like the, the true emphasis of that story that you just said. That small instance is like, why the wow. fuck she ain't say nothing? Well, no, she was like <laughs> turning away to him because this is when he had all like the the weird acne on his face and long hair. But um, but like through those Roxbury shows, because it was so like tight knit there, we got to meet a lot of the people. Like uh, Claudio, aka Cesaro, was really yeah. cool with everybody, like all the fans there and shit. There was a girl who literally got him like a Red Sox jacket with his name on the back or a Red Sox jersey with his name on the back of it. Um, when Mark when Mark was injured and hurt his knee, he was there on crutches. So, you know, whenever we see Mark, we always talk to Mark. Uh, Jay was working most of the time, but after the shows or whatever, they were pretty cool with the fans. Uh, the smoking session happened when I went to, I believe it was uh, Final Battle. Uh, I want to say 2010 in New York at Hammerstein. Yeah, he was high. Um, that's why he can't remember well. Yeah, I, know. Like I, said, I just woke up too. But it was, but I went to Hammerstein twice. I went for a final battle and I went to a best in the world. And it was after final battle, after the quote unquote Age of the Fall debuted and all this stuff. Um, the Briscoes were there and BJ Whitman was there. So after the show was over, we were going to hop on a train, like one of the trains going back to Queens where we were staying because we got a cheaper hotel. So we're outside, we're all chilling or whatever. And my ex at the time, of course, was a stoner. So she pulls out a blunt and we start smoking. Jay and Mark come outside and they're smoking. Like they're yeah, smoking. Yeah, they motherfuckers just started popping up like Snoop Dogg and half baked, right? That's, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So Mark and Jay come out and they're smoking. Um, like Jay, uh, I guess Mark calls it like a hog log or some shit like that, and they're smoking on it. So then they smell the weed, and then Jay goes, "I kind of smell it. I kind of smell it." I'm like, "You mean this?" He goes, "Let me get a hit." All right. So I pass Jay Briscoe to blunt. Then he passes it to Mark. B.J. Whitmer comes out with a bag. Jimmy Jacobs comes out with a bag. Tyler Black comes out with a bag. And like, like they're bags, like they're leaving the show. And oh, I thought you were talking about like a bag of weed or whatever. No, 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 no. no. no they're, they're coming out with their bags like they're ready Best to bounce. Story ever. I was about to say all these bags of weed. I wish. I wish it would have been a longer <laughs> session. But um, but no, so like they're all coming out, and then uh they're like they're like, yo, you hope you don't you might free pass this. I'm like, go for it. So then Tyler goes, let me get a hit. So Tyler gets a quick hit, passes it back. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers really smoking my blunt. Then BJ Whitmer comes up, takes a hit, passes it back. Oh, and I was like, that bitch in the face. I was like, you gonna hit on my girl and hit my blunt? No, 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 no. <laughs> so then I go, I go up to BJ. Like, we're all sitting there smoking and shit. And I'm like, yo, BJ, I'm like, you don't remember me, do you? He goes, nah. I'm like, do you remember her? He goes, kinda sorta. I was like, that was the girl you hit on at Roxbury about a year ago. He goes, oh shit. He goes, yo, still my bad. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, we sat there. We all chatted about the show for like a good 15, 20 minutes, smoked blunt, and just hung out. Tyler Tyler only hit the blunt like once and then started walking with Jimmy Jacobs. Mm -hmm. But it was just super cool to see them dudes just like hanging out and hanging out with the fans. And never thought I'd say this, but I smoked the blunt with a couple wrestlers. Word. Well, so, oh, and the, and, and the MJF story. I know you were talking about the MJF story with Carl, and I noticed that he conveniently left that out when he when he called in. Yeah, I, I was there. We saw MJF earlier on in the day, right? Um, Carl sees him first. Thank you, baby. Oh, shit. Uh, lights. I know. Lights. I feel like that. And I got, and I got, I got girls singing a tune. Uh, I was at the show at Beyond with Carl when we met MJF. First, Carl sees him in the bathroom. And I guess MJF, he, he hey, hey, whatever happens stays. Um, but I guess uh, MJF cursed him out in the bathroom. And then he's like, yo, MJF's really a dick in person. I'm like, really? So I see him walking by. I'm like, yo, what up, MJF? He looks at me and goes, and just walks away. 
So then, so then the entrance happens. So then the entrance happens, and of course, I'm the one filming it because this is all on video. We stand right where they're coming from, right? MJF comes walking out. Carl's the first one there. I'm the second one there. He looks at me and Carl and just takes the gum and he goes, "He's bigger. He's smaller." Boom! And throws it right in Carl's face. <laughs> and then he goes out oh and does his God. match with. Then he does his match with Josh Briggs. Uh, like I said, it's funny that Carl con- conveniently left that story out. But yeah, no, it was funny. MJF was literally in character the entire day that we were there. I think that's just him. I think he really does that like twenty four seven. I mean, yeah, I it, love that it, he like lives the fucking gimmick. That's crazy. lives the gimmick. I think lives he's a, um, I think he's a bit of both. It's like he's living the gimmick, but at the same time, because like if you ever heard you heard him on the uh, the Jericho show, right? His uh-huh. podcast. Uh huh. If you if you listen to him on there, it's like he's staying in character, but at the same time, he's kind of divulging personal shit at the same time, but he still does it in character. It's, it's real interesting and whatever. It's just like he finds a way to still be that character, but still be personable at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's from Massachusetts, isn't he? No, I think he's from New York. Oh, I thought he was from Mass. I thought he was near the Cape Cod. That shit's cool. That shit's cool, man, because sometimes that kind of shit can come off like super cringy. Like, remember when fucking Matt Hardy did a uh, podcast and he was broken Matt Hardy the whole fucking podcast? I was like, fam. Yeah, that's stupid like, as fuck. fuck. You doing? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, bro? And and to me, I can, <laughs> I can say out. this. I've actually seen MJF break character because after that match, it was like it was his last quote unquote indie booking before he went to AEW. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because he actually broke character for everybody there told us to put away our phones and to never like release the footage of what occurred after that show was over. So me and Carl will always say we seen MJF out of character. And because we are like diehard wrestling fans, we will never divulge what occurred after that mm-hmm. show was over. Because it's, 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 it's a mystery dope. that nobody needs to know. It's like yeah. to see him outside yeah, of his dope. gimmick for like no, this, no, 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 time, no, 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 no. What? Evolution is a mystery. That, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it's you know cool. what it's I cool. like? I like when they stay kind of like what Bray Wyatt does. Mm-hmm. Like he stays in character like ninety percent of the time. But like if he's at the grocery store, like like with that photo that released him, like he'll take a photo with someone. Like you know what I mean? Like he's I don't know. I think he does it modern because granted, when Taker was doing it, it was a lot easier. And to, what was also hilarious yeah. about Bray Wyatt? Is daggone, he just had a baby with JoJo, the, the new kid or whatever. And this motherfucker was in full fiend gear holding the baby and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I like when he won the universal title, the blue, when they just first came out with the blue and he had it. And he said, like, Nash likes it, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. MJF from Long Island, they said. Oh, okay. That makes sense, pricks. Yeah, I can't believe Bray's gone, though. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Not shocked. Yeah, a lot of people were speculating that he might he might come back or something because of that picture he posted. I don't think so. I think he's just gonna debut another kind of like scary character somewhere else. But people are like, "Oh, he's bringing the fiend back. He's coming back." It's like, how'd you get that from that picture? It sounds awful um, and it's also stupid. But with Jericho, I mean not Jericho, with Punk and Brian probably going to AEW, I think they would re-sign Strowman. Before they'd resign Wyatt, which in my opinion is dumb. Yeah. Because he, he's already before. training again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strowman is. Well, Strowman's already signed, like, he's got shows in like February he was posting about. He's doing like some big one they do on like Qatar or something in like February. Guitar? 
Yeah, Qatar. Like that's like right mm, near Afghanistan. Like he doing like some crazy overseas shit. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, I think it was Qatar. I think I'm pretty sure, but uh, I don't know. So I want to because I know Brian's kind of into it a little more. Maybe Brian, you kind of come off as a conspiracy guy, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. It's okay. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm just a person who likes to use my brain. Mm-hmm. But so okay, kind of and not singing, but whatever. No, but I, <laughs> I was reading. And I keep talking, one of the guys who I watch wrestling with at work now, we were talking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think Vince and, like, Tony kind of have, like, a working relationship. Like, do you guys actually believe, like, there's a chance, like, Vince is letting go of people because of him? And, like, they actually, there's a little more thing, like, than whatever. Because I say no. And I was like, well, look at Jericho on the podcast. Well, if you listen to that podcast, Vince let Jericho, was cool at Jericho going to fight Omega because it's like, hey, it's a WWE guy in Japan. Like, they'll bring an audience. Mm-hmm. And then him coming on here, like, yo, it's going to bring AEW people probably to WWE, like, watching. Like, I don't know. I don't buy that bullshit, to be honest. But a lot of people do, I guess. No, I think it is it is what it is. We're wrestling fans. We want to know that there's drama between the two companies. And, and why? That's yeah. not a wrestling fan. That's a dickhead. No, no. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> as, as, like, wrestling fans, we're supposed to be like, no, I like Coke. No, I like Pepsi. No, I like this. I like that. Everybody wants, like, a conflict of interest to, like, make it seem like, you know, they hate each other at all times. They're businessmen. You know what I'm saying? Tony Khan was successful yeah. being a analytical guy for the Jaguars made a shit ton of money with his father and is a guy who has enough money and is a diehard wrestling fan that decided, you know something, there needs to be an alternative to WWE, used his own family money, bought a promotion, found wrestlers that are going to fit his style of pro wrestling and is doing his own thing. Vince McMahon is a guy who, you know, bought the business from his father, never like always wanted to be a wrestler, but never became a wrestler and is enjoying making money on a daily basis. To me, it's not like, I always say this when it comes to pro wrestling, WWE is the indicator of what pro wrestling is around the world because it's the biggest promotion in the world. Mm-hmm. So even though, yes, Vince doesn't <clears throat> excuse me, consider them competition, to me, he wants the other company to succeed to a level that's mm-hmm. not as great as his. Because if more people are talking about the sport of pro wrestling, then it's obviously going to draw eyes to WWE because when you say wrestling, everyone's like, oh, you mean WWF or WWE? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even if AEW is doing its own thing and grinding, Vince sending over or Vince releasing talent that he was hoarding anyway mm-hmm. isn't him helping Tony Khan. What it is, it's just freeing up more talent that Tony Khan could utilize in the future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or end up developing. Like we talk about with TNA. Look what happened to Christian Cage. Christian mm-hmm. was just another guy in WWE. He leaves there. He goes to uh, NWA TNA, wins mm-hmm. their world title a couple of times, you know, rebuilds himself, and then comes back to WWE for yet another short run. But it gave him something fresh to do. So when he does return to WWE, they could utilize him as a bigger star. Now, this worked for Christian, but it didn't work for EC3. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. it, it all depends on the person. But to say that they're working together, I don't think they're working together. I just think Tony Khan is being smart with his pickups. He's like, okay, if it's a talented name that I know I could utilize in this role, I'm going to use it. Like, with all due respect to Ever-Rise, I think Ever-Rise is horrible. But they pick up Ever-Rise in AEW and call him 2.0, but they're still doing the exact same thing they were doing in NXT. They were jobbing out. But the thing is, in AEW, you can utilize them better in the tag team division, in a division where 
there's like 20, 30 tag teams compared to WWE where there's like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even though to us it's a weird pickup, it's a it's a smart pickup for AEW. Yeah, because you can because they're because they're actually adhering mm-hmm. to the win loss record or whatever. So you're going to need more people to lose because you don't want your people like Will Hobbs and all these other people that you have uh, you know potential to you know make bigger stars to have all these losses on their exactly. record or whatnot. Exactly. So that's why they pick up a lot of these uh, indie guys and whatnot, and all they do these temporary contracts. To have them on there because you see a motherfucker that you know is good, but mm-hmm. they record is zero and nine and shit. Yeah. You know, I was like, so yeah. right, we know what they're there for. And anytime, it's, I just and it kind of sucks at the same time because anytime you see them in the match, it's like, all right, <clears throat> you know they're about to lose. It's like yeah. my boy. It's like my boy Fuego. Yeah. Fuego, Fuego del Sol. That's Fuego, baby. Be down yeah. here, damn near every show they put on down here, and I'll be at work and I'll be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like I'll tell yeah, you right now. Like, um, oh, for a lot, it's like when they had Holly dead, Holly dead on dark. Holly Dead was on Dark going against Night Rose, and I was like, "Holy shit, Holly Dead, that's yeah. fucking awesome!" And then she got completely squashed, and I was like, "Oh, well, okay, I get it. It's this is what they kind of do on Dark, but that you know that was a little kind of unfortunate to see her get totally squashed. But then again, she was on a big platform, so it like helps yeah. her, but at the same time, it helps Nyla. And it's like I kind of understand what they're doing. The smartest man on the planet right now is Adam Cole, baby." He's leveraging like a motherfucker. Because Tony mm-hmm. Khan denies he offered him something. I don't yeah. buy that for a goddamn thing. Now, it, it would have been true if he was still under contract. You know, because that's contract tampering. That's a, t- a tampering or whatever, and that's illegal. So he that the statement would have been true then, but Adam Cole is not under contract, correct? Well, he's he under a handshake after Well, handshake yeah, ain't a motherfucking handshake ain't a motherfucking yeah. contract. You know. Yeah, he can't get like penalized for doing something with a handshake contract. Yeah. Basically. So what I heard is, so there was someone in WWE who got released, who like did all that, like contracts or whatever. So I think like Adam Cole was like, "Yo, like my shit's expired, <laughs> or my contract's like done." Like he had, he gave them that common courtesy. They extended him. So after the takeover, I think he's going to stay with them, though. Yeah. But I guess he had a meeting with Vince on Friday. Yeah, supposedly. That's what everybody's saying. But the, it's it's all in Adam Cole's court right now. I mean, he can stay yeah, there. He's, and, he's got know, a tough decision to make, man. Yeah. Because he, he, he really, like, supposedly, again, I'm not some wrestling insider. I don't really know shit. I'm just a fan. But... Yeah. Supposedly, from what I understand, he's like always wanted to be in WWE, and that's like his dream to fucking be there and shit. And a lot of people are also saying that he's like a company guy. He's super loyal. He's not a dickhead. He's not going to screw people over. So it's like, do you stay with this company with what you just saw last week? Like, they cleared out the fucking whole NXT roster. They're going to dismantle it basically and change it into something else because it's not what Vince wants. Do you trust them to put you like on the main roster and use you like the way you feel like you should be used or do you go to AEW with all your old buddies and shit and you know be up in there with the where you have more creative freedom quote unquote and you probably going to get a much bigger push and there's a lot of guys that are closer to like your size that you can work with like it's 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 a hard choice because you know WWE is going to throw money at them. That's they're going to throw big money at them. So is AEW. 
And the only thing with WWE, they're only throwing money at him to keep him off of somebody else's roster. That's all the fuck they're doing. I swear to God, that's all they're going to do. Because I'm telling you now, and I've said it a while ago when when I heard all this shit was going on. If Adam Cole stays with WWE, they're going to drop the ball with this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. all, all they did was pay that motherfucker money so he wouldn't be on somebody else's roster. I, I, I'm telling. Point Huge bank. Huge facts. I, I well, said it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Nick. I'd sign that big money deal that they're probably going to give him, knowing damn well they're going to fuck me over. But collect that paycheck while you can. Right? Because he's, yeah, he's not old, but he's not young either. But collect that paycheck while you can. Get that WWE money. Because you know, once they release you, if they ever do, you have a job. Yeah. You can easily then, go to AEW. Yeah, absolutely. And before so Brian get into what he's going to say or whatever, it's just like him going to AEW right now would not be a good move. It's I just so. they got too much shit going on right now, well, and I don't yeah, see yeah, where yeah. Adam Cole would fit in. But, uh, yeah, Brian, your thoughts? Well, I, I said this yesterday on the show. I'm like, I'm not Adam Cole. I can't make the decision for him. No. I look at it like this. First things first, if you are to sign with WWE, in writing – in your mm-hmm. contract, you make sure you put every out clause you can. Yes. Because we all know. Ask the Good Brothers. You know what I'm saying? At, ask Lana. Ask the Bennets. You sign this new big money deal, and within a couple months, you're released. Okay? Like, if you're going to sign that contract, you make sure that there are clauses where if I get released prior to my contract being up, I don't want a 90-day clause. Mm-hmm. I want X amount of money guaranteed. If I get released, I want like a severance package. If you put it in writing, WWE will adhere to it, and they will do that. That's one of the biggest problems with most wrestlers is they sign these contracts, (laughs) and they don't read the rest of the papers. They read the numbers. You know what I'm saying? They're like, ooh, this amount of money? I'm with it. Now, the counter to that point is if I was Adam Cole, I'd look at the situation. You fly me down to SmackDown to have a quote-unquote one-on-one with Vince McMahon. While I'm flying there and at the show, you release one of my boys mm-hmm. out of yeah. nowhere during the show. Okay, you're letting him go. A guy that I helped build one of the greatest factions in NXT, if not the greatest faction in NXT history, 100%. In, in, in Undisputed Era. Okay, you're letting everybody go. There is now a quote unquote formulaic change, which I've said for a while WWE needs. Yeah. I don't think it's the right formulaic change, but it's a formulaic change. You know what I'm saying? That's going now. That doesn't look very favorable to you. They don't want people that are already in their 30s. They don't want no more quote-unquote midgets. Their words, not ours. You know what I'm saying? And with all due respect to Adam Cole, height-wise, he fits those descriptions of things WWE no longer wants. So to me, it's like, all right, there's like a bunch of 6'10 motherfuckers, and I'm still under like five feet. Like, something wrong here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm standing out like a sore thumb based on what's being said. Exactly. So So to me, it's like, do I even risk it or do I say fuck it and just say I'm going to go work with my friends, make money, have fun? Plus, when it comes to health insurance, with all due respect, he's about to marry a dentist. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. your insurance is going to be covered for a good amount of time. So it's a it's a win-win either way for Adam. Yeah, because the thing he doesn't have that some have on the roster, because some of the small guys like Ricochet and even Reginald as of late were Reggie. WWE likes them not because they're big. WWE is, I think Vince likes the flippy shit now. Like with certain people. 
Like he likes Ricochet, him for the shenanigans. Like, yeah. yeah, he put Ricochet in Money in the Bank because of what he can do. Not exactly. He's old. Yeah, same like Reginald. Like he's having twenty four. Yeah, Reggie. If he's still Reggie, gonna be in the next Money in the Bank. I guarantee. If he's still, oh, yeah. yeah, like you know what I mean. So, but Adam oh, yeah. don't do that flippy shit. He's just mm-hmm. a little guy. I mean, he does that. Who that is? Whoa, 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 Nick. <laughs> hey, whoa. <My> <laughs> But uh, it's the one above Jesus. Yeah. Wow. God's watching you. Don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget. No, the, yeah, the thing, with, the mean, thing no. with Adam Cole, too. The thing with Adam Cole, too, is like, you, did you hear um, Road Dog when he was on that podcast? I think it was on the Stone Cold podcast, wasn't he? Where he said uh, Adam Cole, he was praising Adam Cole. He was like, Adam Cole's great. He has this. He has that. If only he was the size of Karrion Cross, he would be WWE champion. And it's like, damn. See? Like, yeah, how look you say that? How do you say that shit out loud, bro? Well, uh, and then Nick, look at what they're Nick. doing with Karrion Cross. Nick, what, what, what we call that on fitness reports? We call that velvet daggers. Yeah, velvet, <laughs> nice little velvet dagger right in there. <laughs> you, 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 you build them up, but you're tearing them down at the same time. I, like I that mean, one. rest in peace, Road Dog. But how yeah. do you hear that and then think that they're gonna actually Who like? Whoa, Nick! Nick. <laughs> That's stupid. No, but you got to think, like, look what you said, Karen. Look what they're doing to that fool. They literally single-handedly destroyed him in a month. No Scarlet, no cool entrance, two and two on the main. Like, I can low-key kind of see, like, why. Loki's not on their roster. He's just That's a whole different story. (laughs) He should not have lost to Jeff Hardy in that initial match, but they shouldn't have put him against Jeff Hardy in that initial match. Well, at the same time, I, I think that was going to go somewhere, but, you know, he caught the vid, and, you know, that remains to be seen and everything. Um, Adam Cole, uh, he's another one on that list of my people that I don't like. But, you know, hear me out. Hear me out. It, it's, he falls into the same category as Okada, Finn Balor, and who's my other motherfucker I don't like? Uh, well, anyway, those motherfuckers. It's just like... I'm not saying that they don't bring value to a company. They're not a draw or anything like that. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Mm. I just don't like the motherfuckers. You know, yeah. and Adam Cole, you talk about his height and his stature and everything. I won't take away that he's a, a talented individual, but come on now. When he fought Keith Lee, that didn't look right to me. And I was just like, this is like stupid as fuck. Why is Keith Lee taking a Panama sunrise from this itty bitty motherfucker? You know, I agree with that. I agree so, with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't want to get started. Who do you think was the last NXT superstar that got called up and they really haven't fucked up somehow? You got to think what? Kevin Owens? They all fucked up. They all fucked up. They all fucked up. I brought Kevin Owens. I feel Kevin Owens has been pretty relevant. I mean, he came in in hot, Mm -hmm. but. Well, they fucked him because of Goldberg. (laughs) Yeah. That 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 was my thing I said yesterday. I'm like, for every Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, there's 30 ascensions. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for those of you that know, Nick got a crucifix up, above his headboard and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate talking about Goldberg. I admit it. I'm still gonna mark out during the entrance, but besides that, fuck him, go Bobby. But <laughs> did you see his son? How different he looks. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah. Human growth hormones. Oh, that's a lot in five years. He went from fat and short to jacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you Goldberg see though, how bad? Did you see how bad juice. Goldberg botched that spear with MVP? Not the spear aspect, but like he took so long to get there, and then it looked like he just walked and speared MVP. I was yeah. like, 
Yeah. MVP was looking, looking nobody, his, he was looking through the side of his eye, like, okay, motherfucker, are you coming or like what are you doing? Yeah, like that was very obvious. Nick, I, I blame so you I for all this. Watching, it's Nick's fault. It's all I Nick's fault. Clips, but I heard that promo we did was awful. Is is Nick's fault? That yeah, Nick, I just don't. I just don't understand. Like, why the fuck do you? Does anybody think like after the last time we saw Goldberg when Drew McIntyre basically fucking destroyed him, and then he's in the ring and he's bowing to fucking Drew McIntyre, giving him the like, dad okay, hugs. Okay, kid, you kicked my ass. You're the shit. I'm out of here. Walking with his head down. Like, why would you think he's gonna do something to Bobby Lashley, bro? Like Dude, horrible. Fucking Bobby Lashley. Bobby like, Lashley's like muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles. Like, who the fuck is beating that guy, bro? Nobody, bro. Well, I mean, we thought the same thing about The Fiend, too, so. Nah, but that's different, bro. That's like supernatural shit, and he had a cool character. Eventually, I, he was going to lose to somebody. But it's like, you look at Bobby Lashley, bro, when he's just, just last night when he's standing there and just his jaw is like out here. He got veins in his face. Like, this motherfucker, mm-hmm. like, who the fuck is going to beat Bobby Lashley, bro? Did you see Nobody. him squishing the watermelon? I did. I saw that this morning. He's talking about and just crush a watermelon in half. No, but That's fucking okay, crazy, don't get dude. On me why the Come on, man. Why you had to do a watermelon? You're making black people look weird. <laughs> you don't need. Hey, you don't gotta blame me for Goldberg being back. No, Nick, that is all you. You were the only person all you. putting that in the universe. You kept talking Chicago it up. Gave him, Chicago gave him a huge pop. If Chicago's popping for Goldberg, it's not me because Chicago's like the wrestling place of the world. Nick, Nick, wrestling fans just came back to WWE. I don't care if Chris Benoit walked out of there; they would have, they would have popped. <laughs> they would have popped, popped for, for They would have popped for fucking Gilbert. Well, okay. I, first I, off, we I put respect have. on Gilbert's name. We put respect on Gilbert's name. He's a yeah. former light heavyweight champion. All right. Uh-huh. So let's, let's keep that I one think, straight. I think anyone would pop for Gilbert. Though. I would pop for Gilbert. I always pop for Gilbert. They would have popped super heavy for fucking Gilbert, bro. Yeah. No, I pop now. I'm yeah. excited. Did you guys watch last night? No. no. Yes and no. We were doing our but show. I like how Ray- okay. So, so who? Did you see Kofi's post about Riddle? Hmm. All right. So I guess nah. a couple months. Sorry, I cut you off. But, uh, before they, no, cool. when they first started this RK Bro thing, Kofi pretty much said to Riddle, like, hey, he's going to hit you in an RK out of nowhere. You can't trust him. And then last night, obviously, <laughs> Riddle did. <laughs> Kofi, it's like a video of him, like, telling, like, that clip. And then he was like, I told you, white ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the glass. But it was like a cute, it was a cute RKO, him. though. It was like, it was mad cute. Yeah, I know. they're gonna fight for the That was like the cutest probably. RKO ever. He's like petting his head and shit and smiling. And it's like, then oh, after the sh- after the show was over, Cena came out and they all hugged yeah, and everything was yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm just excited to see Damian Priest. That's my boy. That's like my new NXT boy. But yeah. he's on the right path. So far, he's on the right path. <laughs> oh, you, you put Brian to sleep. <laughs> well, the reason I asked y'all about Raw like last night was because I was wondering if I was wondering if if I was the only one who was noticing the in, insane amount of piped in crowd noise last night. How about yeah, the insane so amount of ass by off. Nikki ASS? <laughs> yeah, I, I no, knew this was going to happen. Not la- not this week. The week it before, was... Drew, Drew McIntyre was called the 16-time world champion by Michael Cole, who's not on the show. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, that's I, what I've heard You know, people saying, that it was uh, being piped in. And whatnot, bro. But last I, night I, I was wa- I was watching it. last night and like doing shit with my phone and watching at the same time. And it's like they're using like 
the boo the boo um piped in crowd noise track that they're using they're literally using the exact same one for every time they need a boo so it's like you can hear the if you listen to it you can hear like it's like uh there's like a crescendo of boos and it sounds the exactly pop. the same. But when you hear it later, you hear the same exact one. And it's like, oh, these motherfuckers are just, it's just one guy pressing the boo button. He's like pressing oh. the boo button. And it's like one sound. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've been well, saying this. I've been saying this forever. WWE is trying to control their own narrative. I tell people all the time. I'm like, when you watch a Monday Night Raw, you're not watching a pro wrestling show. You're watching a variety show. Yes. So, so they want to have the right reactions. The mm -hmm. problem is, the fans aren't going to sit there and do everything WWE wants. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, there were we were Wyatt chants from what I heard last night again. Oh, bad. So bad. they yeah. they're gonna have bad. to find a way to drown them out. And I'm sorry, with all due respect to WWE, if if the show's not exciting and you go to a, a crowd that's not going to like you, you know what's going to happen. You're going to hear CM Punk chants. You're going to hear what yeah. chants. What? You hear all this stuff. And fans have been sitting home for the past year and a half waiting to go to these shows to let WWE wrestlers and the company know whether they like somebody or they don't like somebody. I guarantee you, wait till Jackson Riker has a match. <laughs> Wait, let yeah, oh, yeah, wait till let Jackson Riker go to Brooklyn. Let him go to Lafayette. Oh, I won't even say Lafayette because we all know. Let that's him go to Providence. Us. He's gonna get booed. He's going to get booed out the fucking building and let, they're pushing let, him as a face. Let me I'm let me sorry, tell you, it's not. It's WWE is not in a good predicament. Yeah, let me let tell me you, ask who I'm you guys. About, this. Let, wait, hold on. Let me tell you who I'm about to boo right now. Mm. You motherfucking Anacelli. How the hell you got a goddamn TV mounted on the wall? You got fucking dangly cords and shit. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know how to hide that shit. Motherfucker, you better get a template when you get the damn shit from Walmart. There's a little kit and you can hide that shit. At least put a damn cover on that motherfucker. Paint it the same color as the goddamn wall. Fix that I, shit. This is, a, this is an apartment. <laughs> it's not my house. I can't do things. I like don't that. give a fuck. You do a lot of things in there, Nick. You bet. You got Jesus watching over your headboard. You can fix that shit. <laughs> no, let me let me ask you guys because you got to think Punk's debuting next week, right? Like we, we'll just say he is. Yeah. Do you think obviously the CM Punk chance end? No. I was gonna say oh, I no. they intensify. End. I think they're gonna end, and the Wyatt's gonna be the new CM Punk chance. <laughs> no. I've been saying this for a while. I don't think Punk's debuting in Chicago for Rampage. I've been saying this forever. Everyone's saying That's what it's, I want. That's yeah, what I every, want. everybody wants CM Punk to debut on Rampage, right? Listen to what Darby Allen said. If you think you are the best in the world, there were two people who were known as the best in the world. Yes, CM Punk was one of them. No, Brian Danielson was oh, the yeah, other one. Yeah, yeah, he was the best the, in the world for a while too. The, so that's the, why I'm the, saying everyone's hyped yeah. off of Punk. Brian can show up and be the heel Brian he was in Ring of Honor. And he's in front of the right fans to do it. So uh, what yeah. I heard is I, I heard that. they want to they want to debut uh Brian Danielson at that show they're doing in New York. Now now see that that's what I was saying. I told I don't know if I told y'all, but I said that on a couple of other places too. I was like, I want chaos. You know, everybody know it's a slam dunk if you got uh you know, as a Chicago show, CM Punk gonna show up. I was like, well, fuck it. Why don't you have Brian show up in Chicago and Punk show up in New York? You know, that would be... Brian's still going to get the place to go. Chaos. 
you know? And then, you know, the other person that was opposed to what I was saying, because like, oh man, you're already leading people on saying that it's CM Punk. You're doing it in Chicago. People are taking off of work and spending their hard earned money to go to a wrestling show. You know, you can't do that to him. You got to give him CM Punk. I was like, it's a TV show. I mean, Game of Thrones didn't go the way you wanted it. Whose fucking grandfather grandfather are you talking to? Yeah, who said that? Oh, it it was that Spaces uh, shit that I got into the other day. They were talking about wrestling. Because you guys know maybe scheduling more than I do. So, that's next week. So, the Rampage is on the 20th. Yeah, day before SummerSlam. Yeah, but aren't they doing all out, like, that following week? In Chicago, like the didn't fifth, yeah. they make this brand new rampage in Chicago, like out of nowhere, like that yeah. got scheduled there, like that dog yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> you, <laughs> doggy, you gotta think, like I think he's going to. I think Tony Khan's gonna do what he can to get that cheap. Not cheap I've, I've been saying this for the longest time. Uh, I mean, like personally, the Brian take that I had about it. I'm actually changing my Brian take because I just remembered um, the guy from uh, ATT. Uh, that was on uh, AEW this past week, say or a couple weeks ago that Lance Archer took out, saying that he's going to bring somebody in. And I remembered, Brian Danielson trains at American Top Team. So that could actually be a swerve and have Brian debut this week, have Punk debut next week. And I've been saying this for the longest time, and I think I'm the only one online who's saying this right now. The New York show, you bring in Brock Lesnar. I don't. I see. Go ahead, Nick. Doubt me because I can tell you why. I can tell you exactly why. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I like seeing new things, whatever. But I don't ever see Vince letting Brock go. Okay, I mean, once again, it's just just like I was saying about the Adam Cole shit. It's up to him. Brock ain't got no fucking allegiance to nobody. He go where the money go. I think we said this last time we talked. Brock ain't loyal. Brock's all about the money. But I think Brock knows... Vince will pay him whatever he wants. That's the thing. I, so like, I the Edge thing. I don't know how much Edge is making, but there was no way in hell Vince was letting Edge come back and go to someone else by him. And I think Brock would be the same way. And, uh, and, and it's sad to but say my that shit too. Take is I think Charlotte's going to end up in AEW. I wouldn't be surprised by that whatsoever. I would say within yeah. two going, years. Going with her boo thing? Well, because Rick's gone and all the horsemen are there. Rick's definitely going to make an AEW appearance. Like, somehow, some way, whether it's with Andrade, which I think that'd be dope, but even though mm, he's with Chavo Guerrero. With all due respect yeah, to Chavo Guerrero. No. Like, I'd, I I'd get it. You know, you're trying to do the whole family, Hispanic thing. Fuck mm. that. Put Ric Flair with Andrade. That's money, in my opinion. No. Fuck that. I'm tired of Ric Flair ass, too. He can still go do his insurance commercials and, you know, live that way or whatever. But inside of wrestling... Fuck that. You know he why? He said he wants to have one more match. And I'm like, you know no, Rick, you do Get not need one more match. That, see, that, 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 that's, that's one reason right there. Yeah. Because of what you just it. said. There's no way he'd get reason is you're cutting promos and your goddamn dentures falling out your fucking mouth. <laughs> why would you want to risk Rick Flair's ass having a heart attack on live TV and putting him anywhere near Rick doing activity? Get Wait. the fuck out of here, da- bro. Exactly. I'm downing you on Brock. I need to hear this Brock thing. All right. This is the thing with the Brock thing, right? And Dominique is brought uh, is pretty much hitting on it too. With all due respect to Brock Lesnar, right? Does Brock call WWE? No, fuck no. Does Brock wait for them to call him? Fuck no. No, I'm saying like business wise. 
Brock Lesnar is not calling WWE. WWE yeah. is calling Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And when you talk about money, Nick, you got to remember, there's only three things in this in this world you need to start a professional wrestling business. You need television. They, they got, got that. You need a roster of talent. They got that. And the last thing you need is money. And we all know Tony got that. And that's what a lot of wrestling fans don't want to listen to. They all think, oh, they're just jumping over because it's the cool thing to do. No, it's also Wait, a place to work. Is. Like I said, well, it is. But like I, I always use the comparison. You can work at you can work at Coca-Cola or you can work at Pepsi. All right. It doesn't matter which one you work at, you're still doing the same shit. You're making a similar formula. You're putting the shit in a can or in a bottle and you're selling it. All right. You can work at McDonald's or you work at Burger King. All right. Doesn't matter which one you work at. You're flipping burgers, you're putting patties on bread and lettuce, tomato, all that shit. In pro wrestling. Okay. Famous line um, from Dave Chappelle. He's like, you know, I, I did commercials for Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. But Pepsi is better because they paid me most recently. Oh. Yeah, they paid <laughs> me most recently. So, you know what I mean? Like, with all due respect, Vince can say, hey, Brock, I'll give you $5 million for 20 dates. Tony Khan can say, I can give you $5 million for 10 dates. And we all know Brock doesn't like to leave the farm. If he doesn't have to leave his farm, he's not leaving his farm. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, it could go either way. That's why when people say, oh, Brock will never go to AEW, that's BS. Hello, young one. Show the dog, Nick. Look at the dog. Though. It's a dog. Oh, it's so small. I like there's it. Liv Morgan, and then there's Jesus. There go Jesus. There go Jesus right there. Jesus. <laughs> okay, that's all. Now, I the thing, the thing I'm honestly most excited about with Punk is the fact he gets to keep his name in music. Like when Daniel Bryan debuts, I don't know him like you guys knew him before WWE. I don't know if he has a significant song that everyone's going to remember, like Brian Danielson's song. I don't know this. You guys might have to educate me. But at least when punk's music hits, the place is going to nuts. I'm assuming I should know something that I don't know. Nick, go on your Spotify and put on the final countdown by Europe. That is his song. Oh, that's his song. Especially with that. Especially with that. That's gonna be like the perfect thing for like AEW with the Jungle Boy song, and now you got the fucking. You got uh, Moxley with his wild thing. I hope, shit. They, I hope they're doing it right. They're that. doing it. They are uh, getting the rights into perpetuity or whatever the fuck or whatever. So but they don't, I don't have to worry like about Moxley changing it later. Thing. I like it. I liked his old theme better. I, I like you know, what's funny about that? you know what's funny about that? I don't even think Moxley likes it because he always comes out pissed off and he's throwing shit. And it's like, do you even like your own music, bro? I, know, I thought it was dope when he would come out with his old music. Granted, he was champion at the time, but even not, Justin Roberts kills saying his name. Yeah. yeah. No, I think Justin Roberts. Yeah. And I just thought that song fit perfect with how he said it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, with you I'm on not that. Gonna front, I'm not going to front. I love that fucking Dean Ambrose theme music. I love that fucking theme I music. I liked it before they added the I, I liked it. I like it. I'm not, obviously, he can never use it, but I fucking really like that shit. I I'm like the, uh, the joint that uh, Orange Cassidy come out to. The Pixies or whatever. Yeah, the Pixies song, yeah. yeah I like That's that, a fucking yeah. cool song. Now, we, we were talking about ladies earlier. Statlander, boy, I tell you what. Mm -hmm. Met her in person, Getting too. Back into... So, yeah. you know, you guys, based nice. off what we're saying with names, especially, so you guys, like, do you see any big names returning at SummerSlam? I don't even think Becky's gonna. No, I, I, I'll say this. SummerSlam has to do three things to win that weekend. Because if Punk shows up in Chicago, he wins you know that, what, Brian, win that weekend. Before you hit those three wickets or whatever, you need mm -hmm. that to be a segment or whatever. The three things you need. For real, that should, <laughs> should be a thing. There you go. New so, segment. 
new segment. But no, no, here, three things need to happen for them to win the weekend at SummerSlam, okay? Number one, Brock Lesnar needs to return. Number two, John Cena needs to win number 17. I would go... I'd, or three, which I'd, I think none of us here want, Goldberg has to destroy Lashley. Ugh. Those are the three or things. Me, what about a big E cash in? Well, that's, no. that's the only thing I'm banking on that Goldberg wins, or even if he loses, Big E makes that cash in. Yeah, but to me, none you of those three things would top CM Punk debuting. No. You can't have no. Big E cash in on Goldberg, bro. No, no, bro. You, you have to. So you have big meaty can't. men slapping meat. No, bro. You <laughs> can't have that shit, bro. No. <laughs> I know that's what he wants. No, bro. You can't do that. You can't have Goldberg beat Lashley and then, no, bro. If, if anything, have Goldberg do some weird shit with Lashley where he hurts his ribs or something and then Big E cashes in on fucking Lashley or, or at least something, bro, because at least you can kind of go, okay, well, Lashley was champ, but he was hurt and he got swerved with the fucking briefcase instead of beating Lashley one, two, three with old ass no, Goldberg. No, no, because this, this is how it's going to work from here on out since they're going to start integrating integrating black champions you can't go from a black guy to a black guy so you're gonna have to go to the black guy to the white guy to the black guy <laughs> he's gonna take it off he's gonna hand it off he's gonna put it on take it off and hand it right over to biggie <laughs> yep. hey yokozuna did it with bret hart and hogan true Rob, how cool would that yes. be though if biggie actually won that night we witnessed i guess two out of the four like african-american yeah. champions yeah that, that history making all right Rob? so uh, Dan, you, you fucking it up. You can't put thick Statlander. You know, thicky cross sound better. Thick Statlander don't don't. Nah. Thicky cross. That don't sound right. Yeah, you, you got to come, come up with, with another one for Statlander. Something's got to be. You got to be a little more been, creative. You know, How about oh, Statlander? Statlander. Oh, like yeah, I'm glad you said that. I, I'm glad you said that because you saved me from saying uh Fatlander with P H A T. Ah. <laughs> But you put fat either way, the sound is like, nah, she's not fat. Not but Stacklander, hell yeah. Stack like Lander. Lander. That's horns. Thank you for the horns. <laughs> you see, even the dog agrees. No, so does uh, Dominique. Dominique approves. <laughs> I'm a Mandy Rose kind of guy as of late. Mandy Rose has always been beautiful. but Like I said, if y'all go to the, if you go to Demandy's Donuts, I want a strawberry glazed. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Also, I was looking it up. The place they're doing it is like a place. Like it's not like a donut place. Yeah, they open. They got a. a no, they got their own donut here. shop and uh, they got their own place. Well, the uh, stack. yes, stack the land. There we go. See, that's beautiful. And, and I'm assuming you guys already spoke about the uh, the greatest women's match that's ever going to occur on live television. Wow. No. Uh, what was that? Uh, Camille Brickhouse versus Miss Layla Hirsch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. We, 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 oh, we did okay. touch on that. Oh, oh, okay. I would love to touch on that as well. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we was because we, we, we didn't get too. Uh, oh, Dominic. I like that too. Oh, you see that? what is happening? Snack Lander. Oh, hey, that might be better. I like that. Oh, we get some like that, that too. I like that. Either or, it, it just depends on how you're feeling that day. Mm-hmm. I like I like them both. Snacklander, I like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I gotta do. Another, I gotta come up with another first bracket. Damn it! There you go. See, there you go. Snacklander, yeah, I, think that, I like, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
very, stack very lander, appealing. Stack very good. Both of them. See, and, you know, you do the thirst bracket or whatever. We had to come up with alternate names like that as well for each person. Oh, man. All right, but, but then again, the way culture is going nowadays, we yeah, might yeah, get yeah. canceled, especially after yesterday. Yeah, oh, my God. Especially after <laughs> yesterday's show. No, all you had to do is give trigger warnings at the beginning of the show. Then you you, you cover yourself. Yes, yeah, the that, photo. That's how the, the photo sent the photo sensitive warning, and then the the yeah. fucking. There's gonna be some strobing, yeah. <laughs> strobe lights, and everything. There, you gotta, you gotta there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some misogyny up in here. So prepare. Yeah. Oh, the last the last one, but see, the last one was greatness because we had women involved in the bracket with us. Yeah. So it was just mm-hmm. like, all right, I don't feel like a total pig looking at all these girls' beautiful bodies, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you know how some people are. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I get that all the time. It's like, oh, this is a horn dog. It's a thirst trap. It's like, what's well, actually a thirst bracket if you can read? But yeah, you know, it's, it's actually a thirst bracket. Like, shut up, get away from your girlfriend, sit down and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why people don't follow me on Twitter that much. <laughs> hey, did y'all see? Did y'all see uh, Suicide Squad yet? Yes. No, I'm watching it. Friday. Yes, yes. No. Friday. Uh, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but if I had to see John Cena's fucking package. <laughs> Then I don't want to hear about I don't want to hear about me no, observing beautiful ladies because the ladies his, got their treat. I get to get mine. I think his wife, fiance, whatever she is in real life, she's bad. The photos I've seen her. Yeah, he got a bad. Yeah, he got a bad. Yeah. Good for John Cena, man. Good for him. Dominique, I'm sorry. I, I we do need another bracket. I just need to find 32 new women. Like, do I do like an old school versus new school bracket? Like, do I do that? I like I'm just trying to ring oh, up I, how I'm I gonna go do it. You, I got one for you right now. You can do the nineties, the two thousands, the two thousand tens, and like the modern era of like prettiest women. You know something? Would, that's a damn good idea. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have multiple brackets, yeah, you can do that. But I mean, if you just want to do one big over encompassing thing i would do old school versus new school you know have um one half be all the new and modern and then the other half be just the you know the older ones and everything and just as long as ivory's in the top five ivory will be represented trust me mm-hmm. Dad, ivory do you will guys be represented the wwe network on twitter nah i'm not a, i'm they're not big doing, on that, twitter. Doing that they're doing that poll of like john cena's best like outfits He's ever worn. They all the fucking same, just a different color. Yeah, <laughs> just different color. Well, the ones, the ones that's the one that are getting the most likes are like his thug thugonomics days. That's probably now. Who, whoever, who, who, who you talking about Twitter and social media and everything? Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon, Ribbon turned it all around, didn't they? Yes. It, yeah. Because remember when Cena came out with that Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh, Parody shirt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all butthurt about it, talking about we know a move too. It's called cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the lie. fact that AEW people were trying to quote unquote, you know, like dig them a grave because oh, they're already losing sponsors. It's like nah, motherfucker, we lost one and then gained another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, come on, lose? man. Dominoes? Yeah, because of the yeah. pizza cutter incident. And who pizza mean? thing. They got Papa G. Uh, they got Pat's. uh they got Pat's Blue Ribbon and they also got uh Pizza Hut. Yeah. Nice. Which I'm surprised they didn't get Papa John's because Shaq's on TNT yeah. all the time. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Papa John's still got yeah. a little stank on. Yeah, they still got, got a little Shaq is smart. Yeah, Shaq is smart. He's a he's a smart one for kind of easing in there, but it, all it is is putting black man out front to shuck and jive and shit. So <laughs> is Shaq isn't he dating what's her name? Jade Cardio? No. 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 Someone Isn't he with uh what's her name? Uh 
Isn't he still listening from the the I Love New York Hoops. show? Uh, Hoops. Hoops. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're still together or not, but I, I know they were they were dating for a while. Yeah, yeah. And that was awkward as well. That, that Dan, looked like that looked like Layla Hirsch and uh, Camille. <laughs> Dan, Dan, I'll tell you right now. I I want you on this bracket too, brother. I want you on this bracket too. When I do it, uh, I I'll actually start working on it today just to get like some of the names out yeah. there. Because I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you right now for the throwbacks, I'm gonna throw some Terry Reynolds in there. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna throw Kamona Wanalea in there. Huh? Kamona Yeah, I'll throw the cat in there. Uh, I got to remember who was in my old bracket because I do have a couple people in my old bracket that I can't. I Wait, obviously who won, who won that one when you did it. Unfortunately, I, I won't say unfortunately because Kyle get pissed, but JoJo won it. Even though to me, I felt like she shouldn't have been on the bracket. I just put her because everybody wanted JoJo, so I put yeah. JoJo on. Wait, I, I don't. Not, I don't know that's not bad. It, it's not bad. It's like, trust me, they were not. None of the choices on that list were bad whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I remember. She I'll never forget when. I'll never forget people. when I heard about Bray Wyatt. Like he supposedly cheated on his wife or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, damn, what a scumbag, bro. And then it came out that it was JoJo. I was like, oh. Oh, oh very okay. well. You know what, what it reminds me of? Yeah. You, know, you know what it reminded me of when I heard about it and who it was? Uh, you remember Harlem Nights, right? Yes. Hey, put your mom oh, on the so phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't never coming back again. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear a lot of wrestler relationships nowadays unless they keep it mad quiet. Mm-hmm. They're like Jungle Boy with his lucky ass. Oh, I, know. I just, I just heard, I just saw who just posted a picture with um Mandy, and I didn't even know they were fucking around. Um, uh, fucking Dolph Ziggler, bro. With Him and Dolph Mandy posted this picture. Yeah, I just, I just. Dolph Ziggler has banged seven. everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he banged Sunday. Mandy too. He he banged yeah, Sonny, yeah. he banged Amy Schumer, he banged uh Trisha Paytas or whatever her well, name is. Sh- shout out to uh, Mitch who wanted to be here or whatever, but uh Mitch banged Sonny too. So he did. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, yes, wow. he came Sonny. to my show and told the whole story and everything. Go ahead, Mitch. I ain't mad at you. The only problem is my melanin won't allow me to hit that. So <laughs> I mean you yeah. you you have the light of variety, you can probably work something out. You got a double. You got a. You got a double bag. That shit. Double paper. Double plastic, bro. Yeah, no, I wouldn't even touch that if you paid me right now. I'll watch, but I'll. I, I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> I'll watch, but I ain't touching it. I seen the video. Uh, don't act like y'all ain't watched the video. Yikes! I didn't. I Let's didn't, just say she. It was a terrible it performance. Terrible performance. I did not sort it out. <laughs> oh my god. I look for all that page stuff though when it came. That page. Oh, stuff, I think everyone, I think everyone watched. Woo! I think everybody's seen that, bro. Now that, that I think about it, hilarious. I don't me. think Page was in my first thirst bracket. I don't think about it. You know what I don't get? Speaking of like Page, pissed me off. WWE be, don't be allowing funny and like sexual shit on this show, but they let fucking Jimmy or Jay Uso tell fucking Xavier Woods he getting rated R and shit, and everyone knows what that's about. Yes. Yeah, I mean, innuendo is fine, you know, nothing wrong with innuendo because either you know or you don't. Can you, can you, you notice lately, on, though, on, since they you, you have noticed since they came back, though, they have been a little more on like the PG 13 side with some of the things they say. They, they're starting to get the TV 14. I, I like it personally. <laughs> you see, Carl, yeah, yeah, just to piss off our fellow racists. <laughs> True, <laughs> I thought, the can you imagine Michael Cole on SmackDown or whatever? You imagine Michael Cole on SmackDown transitioning to another segment with the New Day and going, well, as you guys know, uh, 
Xavier Woods was involved in that uh tape scandal with Pay. Like they would never fucking even do anything close to that, dude. Never ever. I ever. thought the Roman Reigns missionary thing was hysterical. Yeah. Why do they cut that out? Like, come on, yeah, bro. Like, but then he went back and said it the next week. I'm glad he did that shit. Good for him. Oh, that was so funny. Mm-hmm. But when are they going to have that the great, final? Dude. Like, it has to be this week or next week because they only got two more. When are they going to get face to face and cut these promos like they did in 2017 when Cena destroyed them? Friday, next Friday. They have. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like I think this week on. Um, uh, or last week on SmackDown, like he didn't even come out, and then they ended the show, and then he came out. And it's like, wait, what? Why? So he was there, and you didn't bring him out? Like, I don't understand what the fuck. Like, this what are you doing? This whole feud right now is just talking about how Cena fucked the ballot. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm getting from this feud right Granted, it's going to be a good match, you know what I mean? But it's just like, bitch, like, do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, see, like Jinder Mahal and fucking. Drew McIntyre, they fighting over swords and motorcycles. Yo, they went three MD together. It literally, the only storyline they're doing good right now is Seth and Edge. How they're actually referring to 2014, and that's probably because of Edge being like, "No, like we're we're doing this." There is yeah. one more storyline that's being done to perfection right now, and I don't care what anybody says. Crackhead Corbin is the greatest thing on WWE. Oh TV. yeah, that's awesome. Crackhead I'm Corbin is the greatest thing ever. Corbin. I love I Crackhead mean, Corbin. He he's he's better. Now than he has been in a minute, but I, I still don't. Yeah, he said it's he funny as fuck, especially when he did that uh, WWE.com thing or whatever. When he was backstage talking about um how how you went broke and shit. Yep, yeah, like, you know was, Bitcoin. Was, yeah, he's like yeah, Bitcoin was, was like sixty three, and then it dropped down to thirty six. Then I borrowed money to get that and all. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. This whole this whole shit with Drew and the sword, like he was there. Yeah, Drew and Drew Gender, versus Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yeah, Jinder Mahal is like a biker now and shit. Like, what the fuck yeah, is they're doing, going they're on? just gonna do that match at SummerSlam, not because the story writes itself. Oh, so uh, really you know, Jinder, Jinder gonna come out, come back out with his three MB garb, all the leather and shit. And he's gonna be the Punjabi badass. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're only doing that match at SummerSlam because they want Drew to try to get over with the fans. No, well, they're doing it because they homies, and that's what they wanted to do for the well, longest. They're doing and a now they get an opportunity to do so. It was the same thing with Drew and Sheamus. They homies, and they wanted to have some shit together, so that's what they did. So wait, hey, you know, it keeps not, not Drew away from the title. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. Ryan, are you a fan of Damian Priest? Not really. He he's I'm really he's, shocked. I thought you would be. I've never yeah. even in Ring of Honor. I wasn't big on him. I was like, he didn't fit Ring of Honor, and like he was just that tall guy who tried to do cool moves, but they never looked like. They just weren't crisp. Like the Jerry Curl just ain't right. Like, you know what I mean? Who are we talking about? Uh Damian Priest. Damian oh. Priest, punishment Martinez. Yeah. I like I, him. I, I'm just like, like he, he's okay. He's just like he does nothing for me. Like, I don't get excited when Damian Priest comes out. He's all right, it, but he's not real. Yeah. Like the end. I'm mad at him though, because he injured the goddamn Miz. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, like, like I said, the entrance is cool. Everything else about him, it's just like, eh, you're just another tall guy. Just, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him because I was a big yeah. fan of his from Ring of Honor and shit. I like, you know, Puerto Rican guy from New York. Yeah, Puerto and shit. Rican. It was cool to see that shit, and uh, I like his move. Said, 
think he's gotten a little. He's gotten much better than when he was in uh, fucking Ring of Honor. He's much more agree. And, and shit. Hundred percent. He knows what he can. He knows what he. I think what it was in oh, ROH is dog, like he was dog, trying to. He was trying to keep dog, up with some people that he probably couldn't keep up with, and now yeah. he like knows what he can do, so he does it well. Yeah. Um. I, I just it, it's good to see him like being pushed in the right way instead of like backstage chasing after fucking Reginald and shit. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's doing great in WWE. I just like I he's still not one of those guys like he's not an indie guy that transferred over and I was hyped about him being there and I'm like everything he's going to do I'm a like. He was just always a good wrestler that was boring to me at times. Yeah. It was like mm -hmm. you're you're good but there's nothing that about you that makes you stand out. Like yeah, even when he first came into NXT with like all the girls and the limo, it's just like all yeah. right. Uh, like there's nothing about you to make me want to care. But he, he's so, not a bad wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Not at all. So my, my big question is, what does the dog think about Damian Priest? Yeah. Hey, puppy. What do you what do you think about Damian Priest, puppy? <laughs> he's a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I kept your camera on just because the dog kept looking in the camera. and <laughs> Just so yeah, you know, Nick, I would love a dog like that. Yeah. He's adorable. Frenchie's rule. Yeah, uh, Damian Priest. I, I almost watched him kill himself uh, fighting Tomohiro Ishii at a uh, Supercard of Honor. So that was pretty cool. Um, he stole his Archer gimmick from uh, Escobar uh, when he was King Cuerno in uh, Lucha Underground. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing. And you know, speaking of that, I mean, what's with this whole restructuring of NXT or whatever, I mean, what's going to happen to these popular acts that they got going right now, like Elgato Del Fantasma and shit like that, and Hit Row? Because you I know, mean, as far as I'm, I don't know, dude. Uh, it just seems like, and you know what? I was hearing about like the little details about it. Like Vince is not happy with it because it's not he's not. And, and really, when you think about it, how many stars have come from that they're using on Raw or SmackDown? Not many. And a lot of people equate that to Vince just not liking small guys or doesn't really, he fucks them up when he brings them to the main roster. But to be real, he gave Triple H that development system to develop more stars for his show. And instead of doing that, he made his own little indie program within WWE. And he's not really giving Vince the kind of people that Vince wants. So now I kind of, I see, I'm, I'm not happy with it, but I can see why Vince is going to this extreme level of just like, all right, we're going to change the logo. We're going to change the music. It's going to be a developmental show. We're going to have bigger yeah. guys and blah, 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 blah. No. I think need, Vince is they want... fucking it up. I feel Triple H is well, of course, Yeah, of course. He's definitely fucking it up, but it's, it's, he's yeah. not, he feels like he's not getting what he thought he was going to get from it, which is like more, 18 more Roman Reigns and shit. So I guess he's going to put his hand in to try to, get you know his big kind of um, whatever it kind of echoes uh the sentiment that brian was talking about last night on their show or whatever and then brian if you want to bring those points up again because they were pretty good yeah no pretty much what i said yesterday was like to me it was this is vince saying you lost you lost the war you know what i'm saying like i said this from the jump when it came to nxt the one hour show was perfectly fine there was uh -huh. nothing wrong with it it was a yep. developmental group you decide to counteract AEW and put NXT on USA TV and give them two hours. Okay. So it was basically putting Vince was putting his pawns up 
against a, a group of guys who already had their bishops and things and like kings and all that stuff ready to go. Kenny Omega said it best when the, the quote unquote war first started. You know, they're a develop, developmental system. We're presenting stars. They have to follow a certain protocol because they got to go a certain way. And to me, it's like, with all due respect, and I don't care what anybody says, NXT got washed, okay? Or as we dubbed it last night, NXT got dipsetted against AEW. They got dipsetted against AEW. It was over by week three, okay? So to me, Vince McMahon hates to lose. He hate when he lost um, the IBF or the international bodybuilding thing he did. He hated when he lost the XFL. He mm -hmm. hated twice. Yeah, twice. twice. He, he hates the fact that NXT lost to AEW. He thought because, you know, I had this brand, I have this name, I have all the rights to all the WCW stuff, I have the rights to war games and all this other shit, that they would just automatically win. But war games. they didn't. Unfortunately, they didn't. And for them, the, <laughs> thanks, dear. Uh, I just read that. Um <laughs> That was fucked up. Um, but no, but like to me, it's like Vince was like, all right, I gave you your opportunity to do what you were supposed to do and you lost. So now it's time for me to come in here and shut all this shit down. Like Mariah <laughs> Carey, when she walked on Wild and Out, I'm shutting all this shit down. This is mine. My name is on everything. You had your chance. You're not doing what I want you to do. So now all the shit you remember about NXT, all these fun takeovers and all that shit, eh -eh, over. Yeah, forget about it. It, it's it's over. The fun fact that we used to have, the fun fact that we had with NXT, is gonna be gone. I would, I, I said this on the show. I wouldn't be shocked if they go back to the game show version of NXT because we all no. know. You think Nick, that much of a change? Yes. It, like, question: What's wrong with NXT? I don't think much, to be honest. Exactly, because we enjoy the product. And the other thing I could say is Vince McMahon, right? How do you think he feels when, on a monthly basis, whenever TakeOver and a WWE pay-per-view was going on, everybody said TakeOver was better than said pay-per-view? Yeah, even, even, if, even if the TakeOver wasn't even that good, they still said that. Yeah, it, was it was better was than awesome. the main show. It was still better. Yeah, so do you think Vince wants to hear that his AAA team is doing better than his Major League team? Fuck no. You would think. You would think. You would think, yeah, but it's Vince. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know the guy personally, but I think we all have enough knowledge and enough, like, hearsay that we can put the pieces together and be like, all right, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anymore. You know what I mean? So him going down to NXT and, like, scouting and shit, like, we said it on the show before. You know, the day that we heard Vince was going down to NXT to go scout talent, we were like, Triple H, call Gargano, call Cole, call Ciampa, call all of your big stars and tell them not to show the fuck up. Because if they show the fuck up, something's going to happen. And look what just happened. Bronson I don't, I'm still, the, got the, released. The, the guy who the was just North American champion, the guy who's doing dark matches, who's about to get called up, gets released. Yeah, I was just something is say, wrong. He's there. the one that shocks me the most. Like something, something is wrong there. And like I said, with all due respect, Vince is now pissed off, and he's like, you know what? Party's over. Yeah. Do you? Do you know, like, this this is kind of funny, but do you think like Triple H and Vince get into like? arguments like real life yes. arguments over this shit yes. yes and triple h just doesn't win because at the end of the day vince is vince yeah it's vince and i'll tell you right now with all due respect and i and i'm basing this and i hope this doesn't happen because i want them to be happily married the day we hear triple h and stephanie are done triple h is out the door and he'll mm -hmm. be happy to leave 
and yeah. he'll be all elite. Paul Levesque is all elite. <laughs> he would go, I think he would go in a heartbeat. 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 Man, and you know Paul Levesque and Michael Hickenbottom are all elite. But like my, my thing about it was is just like um we, y'all talked about it a little bit last night as well. Uh and um I brought it up at the beginning of the conversation. Um they're looking like a company that wants to sell. You know, Eddie gave his thoughts about it last night, and uh, you had your thoughts on it as well. But I almost feel like, in, you know, if WWE does sell, it's, all, it's, it's a business, point blank period. Regardless it, that it's doing wrestling or whatever, like any other business, the owner, the motherfucker selling, is setting himself up and his family financially for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, So if this is a sale or whatever, it's... it's all it's gonna do is benefit the McMahons. Ain't no way in fucking hell that he gonna sell to. I mean that like I mean I I'm, the sell aside. Ain't no way in hell like Vince was gonna step down and pass it to Triple H. Mm-mm. Fuck no, no. It was never no, gonna happen. Anymore. You know, wow. so I don't even see why people would correlate that fact or whatever. But my only thing about the Triple H portion of it, I could see him trying to buy the rights. And all the stuff for NXT and run NXT and running it separate from WWE. Yeah, he's got the like money. That. You know, I honestly think the only reason he's still around in that company is because like he's doing it for the kids, like the yeah. NXT, like his kids. Those doing it for the kids. kids. <laughs> you know, like there's no way he sits there like and watches carrying. Like, how does like I keep bringing up Karrion Cross? Maybe because I was a big fan of him at first, and it's crazy how. He's in one of the best feuds with Samoa Joe. The NXT is probably having a little bit for the title, to be honest, right? Because Joe's Joe. We all love Joe. Spoiler alert, just, Joe's winning the belt. He'd be the first three-time see, NXT champion. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, but you see Karrion Cross come out on Raw to this bogus-ass entrance. Like, from the start, like, how does Triple H sit there? You got to think he calls Vince. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, look, like, I, 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 don't, I don't do, like, specific wrestling stuff anymore but i did one this past week and it was just like a 30 minute thing about nxt and i said the same thing i'm like dude you have you would think that carrying cross is like exactly what vince wants there's a big scary looking dude he does fucking suplexes all day he chokes people out he's got a great look he's got a hot fucking girlfriend he's got a kick-ass cinematic entrance and it's like, you would think that, okay, this guy, I could work with this guy. This, let's bring him in. And you bring him in with the belt. You fucking beat him. Like, the, his first appearance, you bring him out without the best part, his entrance. Then you bring him into the ring. You fucking beat him. Not on top of that, you fucking, you bring out Jeff Hardy, who everybody loves Jeff Hardy. They're all going to go crazy for Jeff Hardy when he comes out. On top of that. You give Jeff Hardy back his original fucking music, which everyone's been clamoring for. So the crowd pops like, holy shit, no more words. What? They're popping like crazy. And then you go out and you beat the NXT champion. And it's like, and even, and also Charlotte, the thing with Charlotte, they said on Money in the Bank, she's, she would be the 13-time world champion if she beat Nikki, which she did. Then on Raw, they're like, oh, the 11-time world champion, Charlotte. And it's like, wait. Also, now you don't even count the NXT titles as title reigns. Like, it's just like Vince doesn't give a fuck about NXT, like in it's any true. way. So it's like you, you, there's no, like, no upside to even keeping it around. 
And what like, blows what? my mind is when they did that Survivor Series with all three brands, NXT was so dominated over dominant. They won the event, but they were, and I get it. Vince probably did it because he's like, this is my new thing on TV. I kind of don't have a choice. I can't bury it. He did it for but the like, war. Yeah, they were so over like that episode of SmackDown when they the plane was still in Saudi and like Cole came in and Rick, uh, not Riddle and Keith Lee. Like, granted, was it cool because it was different? But that was a great episode of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put 2019's version of NXT, they all got called up to say SmackDown, it would be fine. What Vince's problem is, he doesn't, just like with people who come from other companies, if he doesn't make it, he doesn't like it. And I think he has that feeling with NXT. Like, like Ricochet, like Keith Lee, like, you know, even Finn. If he doesn't like, he doesn't like, like, yeah, Triple H, he killed it with those guys. But... Vince didn't do it. It's so Vince's Vince God complex. Do what he wants yeah. to get over. Like Keith Lee was the, I would say in recent call-ups, the hottest one they had. Because he had that huge moment at Survivor Series. He had that moment Brock at the Rumble. Then he wins both the belts. You know, and everyone's watching NXT at this time, especially when he won. Sasha, I think, was on that episode. So a lot of eyes were on that episode. Then you do the vignette. Okay, he lost to Karrion Cross. Smart booking decision, build the big guy up. And then he comes out and, like, you change his theme. You have him wear, like, a skirt. It's like, why? Like, he got that huge pop at the Rumble with no shirt on. Like, who cares if the dude's a little fat? He's still amazing. I think think they changed his team, like, what, two or three times? Yeah, he's on, like, his third or fourth team. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of suck, in my opinion, compared to the first one. Like, what's what's wrong with the fucking Bask in His Glory? Like, that's yeah. that everybody fucking, fucking loves that yeah. song. Bask in His Glory! That was a <laughs> yeah, like, Vince just I fucking love that song, bro. I give it, I think Roman's going to beat Cena, and then Roman's going to get the match with Finn, because that's just going to continue, and then after that, Finn's fucked. I, I say this when it comes to Vince McMahon and his creations, because I've heard it from countless wrestlers on different yeah. shows. Vince McMahon has a God complex. If you are not something that is by his creation, it is very difficult to get over. Like I always say, go back to when the Attitude Era was a thing, right? The Dudley Boys, Chris Jericho, and maybe Booker T are the only true names outside of WWF that made it in WWE keeping their gimmick. Yeah. Aside from that, everybody else was second fiddle or below. They never reached that pinnacle. Um, I'm surprised me. he didn't fuck up AJ Styles, to be honest. It, it, and I, I talked about that the other day That's one. Um, as, as well. AJ Styles is the only one that has come in and they did right by him. Mm-hmm. Everybody else after him, fuck me. Like, he didn't get the NXT. Because if you watch, like, I watch, like, a lot of the shit on the network. Like, the, if you ever watch AJ Styles, when they had that 365, so they follow him for a year. AJ, I like the way he says it, but he's like, Vince said he needed a pit bull. Yep. The way. So I don't know if that was an actual thing. Like maybe Vince was like, you know what? This guy's huge. We'll give him a shot. And then instantly, like, yo, we'll give him his thing, blah, blah, blah. And then- I'll say this. If AJ went to NXT, first off, that nobody would give it. Nobody would have gave a damn about WWE television, with all due respect. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and AJ was way too big of a star to not. Yeah, there was no. AJ yeah, going like, to NXT, I would have been like, yo, hold up, bro. You got AJ. Like, and, and, and if I, he I did, yeah, nah. and if I he did, it was just because he wanted to. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's because right from the get-go, AJ Styles was over. He debuted at the Rumble. Not Obviously, I, I don't know if that was leaked that he was going to be there or not. I remember Rob and I did one of his first podcasts talking about that. Like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool if AJ showed up at the Rumble. And he yeah, he was, actually, he was actually in Rhode Island the night before. He was supposed to wrestle a guy named JT Dunn. And he came in here. He goes, uh, unfortunately, I have a – he literally went like this. I have yeah. an injury that I can't perform tonight. But he stayed the entire night and signed autographs and all this other shit. Yeah. But he flat out told us, he's like, I have a – he went like this. So everybody knew tomorrow was the Rumble. So, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. – but it's like he debuted. Mm-hmm. I would say probably, what, 50% of that crowd knew him? They were in all uh, No, that entire – the moment you they said so? phenomenal, that place yeah. Yeah. blew up. And, the, the, and the they, they did it right nuts. for once. They did yes. it right for once. Yeah. They kept the camera on Roman that, so you didn't see the Titantron and give it away. Yeah, you know, and but that shit was funny. He was looking at like nuts when he lost. Yeah, Roman was <laughs> like, phenomenal. Yeah, you can see the gears in his head turn. Phenomenal. But it was nuts because, like I said, the place went nuts booing when he lost. Like, yo, this dude just debuted, and everyone wants him to win the rumble. It's because Vince McMahon thinks that the WWE universe is a real thing, as if us wrestling fans don't watch other shit. And it drives me nuts when we talk to WWE fans because they're like, oh, it's this, it's this. It's like, no, motherfucker. There is a plethora of professional wrestling in this world, all right? Just because nobody sits there and just dick rides your shit doesn't mean that there ain't other great wrestlers in the world. Like, I know B-Rob is not a fan of Okada, but when we talk about some of the best pro wrestlers in the world, Okada is up there. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I I will never discount that fact. It's just like, it's a personal preference thing. I just don't like it. Like even mm-hmm. yesterday on the show, we got into an argument with Kyle because he's quote like we we jokingly say it, but he's dick riding Roman Reigns. He's like, oh, Roman is a great wrestler. It's like, yeah, right. there's a there's a difference between getting good now and being great for a long period of time. Like he's trying to tell us Roman is at the same caliber in the ring as a Brian Danielson or a Cesaro. What? We're like, Not no, I didn't hear that part. I would have called in on that shit. Dude, I told him, I was like, I'm like, you're nuts. I'm like, he's like, oh, he, he didn't make Cesaro better. I'm like, motherfucker, Cesaro made him Dude. better. I Dude. said, don't get me wrong. The WWE style of pro wrestling is an entertainment style. Dude. But when you talk about actual professional wrestling, there, there's a huge difference. Like I, I told him, I said, look at, yes. Alex, look at Alex Wright and then look at Dean Malenko. Like Alex Wright may have been a, a funny gimmick, but when you talk about in ring ability, he ain't touching D Malenko. And he's a great wrestler too, but D Malenko was just like light look, years ahead of him. So, with all look, due respect to Roman, he's good now, but he's not been, he hasn't been great for a long period of time. Look, look, check it out. Dolph Ziggler is miles and years above Roman Reigns. Facts. Yeah. It's just presentation and, you know, how he's booked in the company. That's Facts. the only two differences between the two. Well, I think I think Roman's like the like a Brock. His best matches against like the little people are guys who can just go. Like when he came back, like Rob and I were there. He just came back from having leukemia and all that. Granted, WrestleMania it's a long fucking night, mm-hmm. but no one really gave a fuck about that him and Drew match at WrestleMania. No. Myself, who was like, yo, because I'm a Roman fan, I always have been. You know what I mean? I'm a little more now. I wasn't ever like on the dick rider, but I was like, yeah, like I fucked with Roman, you know. And no one cared about that match. And it's not like he was in the title match or nothing like that. I just think he needs, like, the opponent to make him look good. Thank you. Just like and even that, a guy like Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg, I think, in my opinion, 
Goldberg's best match since coming back in what? 2016, besides the one with Brock when he beat him initially, that was pretty dope. Was against Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah. I thought because Ziggler made him look good. Good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that was his best match. Like that's why I, I actually think this match with Bobby's gonna suck. This is gonna suck. Yeah, I really I actually really like that Drew Goldberg match. I thought yeah, they did I a fucking good job good. in that match. Too. I just hope yeah. Goldberg I just hope Goldberg ain't coming out in those Brock Lesnar shorts again. That's Brock's thing. Goldberg, put them trunks on, homie. But that, Sorry. but that's the thing. That's the thing we were trying to explain to to Kyle yesterday, right? It's like, don't get us wrong. A WWE style match is cool, you know what I mean? But to us, I I am a wrestling fan. I am a catch as catch can guy. I love the submissions. Like, I'll get more excited you, watching. Man. I'll watch Zack Saber Junior wrestle all day long and be amazed compared to yeah. watching most shit on Raw or on a WWE pay per view. Because oh, speaking, to me, that's Zach Sabre, not not to cut you off. Uh, are you keeping eyes on uh, Lee Moriarty? I the, the name. It's like you remember how we were talking about. Uh, you were talking about Brian Danielson back in the day. The yeah. name is preceding the action, mm-hmm. and I heard this dude has been on fire on the indie yeah. scene. I have yet to really watch any of his I've stuff, but him, I'm going to I'm going to check I've, him out. I've seen him here live. Mm-hmm. And um, he he wrestled the guy that I was telling you to uh, watch out for, Brian Keith. Mm-hmm. And he, these two do they just watching them work together is magic. You can probably find their match on um, YouTube on the new Texas Pro. If you find it, send it to me. I will definitely check it out. All right. And I know this. I know he had. I heard he had a great, great matchup with um, Jonathan Gresham recently too. Yeah. So I got. I got to look that one up too. They just Your- did it for PWG, correct? Yeah. It would, I didn't even know PWG was coming back. Yeah, it was like crazy. I seen the timeline oh, blow up about that shit, and I was like, where can I find it? I was looking on their website trying to find a link. <laughs> oh, as a matter of fact, hold up. While we're here, let me check see if I can actually find that online. But y'all, y'all commence, continue. Yeah, um, but um, another thing that y'all talked about, and we'll go circle back around to it, um, the selling of the company. And I already said that it's to set up the McMahon's financial future for generations to come. Hmm. Um, Shane McMahon. My the way I perceived uh, the relationship with him and Vince or whatever, that's his boy. That's his oldest child. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it only seems right in my mind that if Vince was to pass anything down, it would go to his son. Now, which I'd be cool I, with. I kind of believe that they're in lied the problem that they're way and direction for the company didn't align which led to uh shane leaving you know and it also seemed like shane had something to prove to his dad it's like he was always trying to fight for his approval and shit i call time out quick i was young when shane left like that whole why did shane ever leave wwe in like the first place well right now i'm gonna tell you you kind of like my wife where we watching a movie never seen before and you start asking questions and shit and we never seen it before. If you wait a couple minutes, I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> so he left just kind of like, you know, they had creative differences. He wanted to go this way. He wanted to go that way. You know, stubborn motherfuckers, button heads and shit, which ultimately led to him leaving the company and shit. Um, Shane also, it almost seems like he's tr- always trying to fight for the approval of his father and shit. You know, show him that, hey, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Which, when he left, he went to, started his own fucking company 
and became buku motherfucking successful and did not need WWE money at all. But is his father, is his family, is their legacy? He came back to help his daddy. You know, so that's why motherfuckers be like, oh yeah, Triple H is gonna take over when Vince steps down. You fucking insane. He has not a bit of first blood. of all, Vince is not stepping down. Vince is not stepping yeah. down, yeah. first of all. <laughs> Vince, Vince will die in gorilla. He's gonna die in that fucking office, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but so, if they sell the company, then what? Yeah, and, but like I said, it's just to set the family up, you huh. know, so the family will be well off and whatnot. I I don't know who they would leave in position, you know, if they kept somebody on to kind of like manage day to days and everything, because you know, if they do sell, Vince has to step down, right? Because the company will control that ship now, and you know they wouldn't need Vince for nothing, but they would have somebody in there for you know Probably consultation, yeah, consultation or some shit. And you know, and then Eddie kind of touched on it last night, the um, hiring of Nick Khan in that position or whatever is notorious for a company being sold because that's what he does. He goes in the companies, he sets it up, you know, presents it well so it can be sold off to somebody. So that's why a lot of people think in WWE might be selling because of Nick Khan's position in the whole He thing. might be presenting really, really those quick. numbers. He might be presenting them numbers well, but that product is fucking hot garbage. And I'll say this too. They actually, I don't know if you guys heard about the guy who got fired. Uh, I forgot what his name. It was like Casey Seaman, the guy who was doing the contracts and stuff. Seaman? Canyon? Canyon? Yeah. Oh, Canyon, oh, yeah. Seaman. Yeah, Canyon Seaman. They fired him and then they hired a new guy just recently who used to work for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who is now handling all the contracts for WWE. So it's like they're not they're not pro wrestling oriented anymore. Now they're business oriented. Yeah, and, and they've always been like that. Yeah, they've always been like that ever since this whole publicly traded thing started. So I like as much as I said I don't believe they're gonna sell. The more and more this evidence comes to my eyes, it's like yeah, they're definitely selling. Like I, it's to who now? It's like who's gonna take it over? Like me and Eddie joke about the mouse. And we're like most likely the mouse is gonna get in on it. If it's not the mouse, it's the cock. So you're either gonna get a mouse yeah. or the cock to take over WWE. And it's just like B. Rob said, who do you put in charge of the day-to-day operations? Mm-hmm. I would think it's going to be NBC Universal, just because they just they had a big deal with them and they got all their shit already on Peacock. So it's like you're not going to go now take it. Do have to deal with Disney and all that shit? I, I would think it's NBC Universal, but see what I don't. Some strange times for that company, man. Mm-hmm. They're making all these cuts and all these changes, but you see all the time like reports of like that the. Probably USA mostly because SmackDown's kind of on a roll. But like, the companies, like the TV networks that they're with, aren't happy like with the decisions they're making. Like I don't get how USA is not like, hey, bitch, like what the fuck are you doing? This this is my thing with WWE right now, right? <clears throat> and we brought this up yesterday too. Vince is doing everything wrong on purpose. Yeah. Think about that. Nick, think of this, right? You heard about the rumors for Queen of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear where they want this Queen of the Ring tournament to take place? No. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Oh, pfft. come on. Now. You're gonna you're going to take a, a tournament that nobody will ever see <laughs> with all women to a country where they're starting to get women's rights. It's like why why would you do that? You saw what happened to Natty and Lacey Evans, they were getting bottles and batteries thrown at them. Now we're going to do an entire women's tournament there? Like, I'm sorry. WWE, to me, feels like they're intentionally fucking up their stuff to either decrease the value of the product and hopefully everything goes up from there 
But financially, they're making money hand over fist that they don't even care what the product is anymore. Because, yeah. like, and they right. don't. Because you want you, no. you go ahead, Lou. No, I was just saying, like, even that whole shit is so scummy. Like, to do business with those people, like, I get it. Money's money and millions of dollars are millions of dollars, but you can't even bring your own female talent out there because of the fucking, like, that shit's mad scummy, bro. Like, how, how do you think that makes your talent feel? Like, like, no, sorry, guys. Sorry, ladies. We can't, you know. We'll give you your own pay-per-view, but, you know, you, you can't come over to this because, you know, they don't like women and shit. And don't forget what happened last time when they were trying to leave. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I wish. They, they locked their ass down. be a fly on the fucking wall for that, that story, man. To get the actual story, I would love to fucking hear that, bro. Um, I, really, I really hope somebody comes out and tells that real story. For those who wanted to see it, I put a link in the chat for the uh, Lee Moriarty and uh, uh, awesome. Brian Keith match. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, yeah, if you go to New Texas Pro on YouTube, they got a a, a great list of matches on there with Brian Keith and um, a couple of with Lee Moriarty, and they got another dude on there uh, named T Ray, big big guy or whatever, just retired from the army and shit. So he's pretty good too. Um, Brian, you you had a breakdown last night of you, you talk about their entertainment company and the money that they're making. What mm -hmm. um, it was. Hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, the Saudi Arabia joint that mm -hmm. they did. Um, billions to who? Peacock, I believe, or from from from, uh, from USA when they renewed the yeah. USA deal. M millions from Fox. USA, and then uh, the billions from Fox. It's like billions from Fox and I'm Peacock. Sorry. Yeah, and Peacock so and A and E yep. with the new shows mm -hmm. and um, uh, e. e with that other shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean. They have a movie studio or whatever, which a lot of people don't uh, understand. I mean, I know they do a lot of direct release DVDs or whatever, but they also are into distribution. Mm -hmm. So they distribute movies as well. Not, not only make movies, but they distribute other people's movies as well. Mm -hmm. So like, they're, they're making money I, I all kinds of ways. I like, I know that it's a stupid thing to say, but obviously you're a business owner. You want to be as profitable as possible, but like the, uh, how these guys their profit margin must be insane i was i heard a i was listening to an observer video yesterday on youtube and they were breaking down um how many talent are on each show and i don't know yep, i saw that video much, but i'm pretty i'm it was i'm pretty sure what is it raw was like like they have 20 raw, raw has, male wrestlers nope raw has and raw like had 35 women right and yeah, it was women. Raw, raw it was had thirty five, like twelve, like 12 women, thirty five men. And then SmackDown mm -hmm. had like twenty four active men and like eleven women on the roster. Active on the yep. roster, AEW has yep. like seventy two or seventy two. And it, bro, mm -hmm. you all this money in, and you cut all this talent, and like you only have a certain amount of people on your payroll, like. Dude, like, what is their profit margin? That's fucking. That's gotta be insane. And and then uh, another thing that we um had to think about as well. They signed most of these hundreds of millions and billion dollar deals during the pandemic, mm -hmm. so they had fifty two cuts last year during the pandemic. Then they cut out the whole house show circuit. So that was uh, money that they saved on production costs. You know, yep. fuel for the trucks you know, paying that road staff and all that other stuff, hotels, travel. Mm -hmm. So they pocketed all that shit for a whole year. Yeah. You know, on top of all the multi-million and billion dollar deals they signed. 
So they are well in the black, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. They're making they're making money hand over fist. That's why whenever people say, oh, it's budgetary reasons, there's no fucking way. Like, yes, you need to tell no me way. that, like, 10% of the Fox deal don't cover all these motherfucking salaries for, like, the next 10 years? Like, mm-hmm. come on, for man. Real. Like, Yo, like, that that shit pisses Stroman, me off. I think, I think Braun Strowman is making $1.2 million a year. Like, you really can't afford that. From the and, billions you're making. Well, but I, that, that was another thing too. That's almost like a return on investment. You're paying 1.2 million dollars, but you know he fucking up on TV. So I mean, uh, I don't want to pay 1.2 million dollars and you fucking up on TV. You know. <laughs> and I already said that. I said this last night too. I'm like, oh no, go ahead, Luke. Nah, I'm just saying this. You can, can you imagine being in that company and then you're fucking you look at your phone because your phone was ringing and you see Johnny Ace, and he's like, hey, sorry, B Rob. We're gonna have to let you go to budgetary reasons. You know how it is. Motherfucker, like how that two hundred three area code. <laughs> yeah, and and, and seeing this yeah. another thing about that company as well. They you know talking about hoarding and hiring all these uh, talents and all this other stuff or whatever. But don't get it twisted. If they're not getting used, they're still getting fucking paid. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's just right. like Zach Ryder is the prime example. I mean, he's doing other shit now, but like. He didn't want to leave because he was just sitting there getting paid to do nothing, pretty much. That's yeah. like JTG. JTG, JTG didn't leave because they were sitting there paying him to do nothing. He was like, fuck it. I'll stay here and get paid. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I always say, I'm like, hey, make your money. You know what I'm saying? Hell but yeah. to me, I, I said this yesterday on the show, too. I said, the for, for all of us wrestling fans or WWE fans, the barometer for the next round of cuts isn't Adam Cole. The barometer is going to be Pete Dunne. Because I'm telling you right now, after all the shit with the pandemic, NXT UK, adios. It's gonna be, it's gonna disappear a lot quicker than people imagine. All right, because you're not paying they, all. The, they still got 205 Live going. That's that, well, that's, that's, that's next. That's not to go. That was the next thing I was about to say. Yeah. 205 Live. You cut they, damn near the entire yeah, roster. Yeah, they cut the whole 205 roster. Everybody, yeah. everybody. You know what I mean? And NXT, if they're gonna, they're literally gonna start tightening their bootstraps pretty soon. But the problem is, like I always say, you got all the right pieces, but they're in the wrong places. You're just not doing it right. It's like anybody with a brain can walk into WWE, get handed creative, and be like, all right, I got to give me a day and I'll book your entire month. Like I can book an entire month of WWE television with all the great talent you already have. All this excess talent that's being cut, it's, most of it's understandable. It's like, all right, well, I get why Jake Atlas got cut because this motherfucker ain't doing yeah. shit. But when you're telling me that a Bronson Reed who's about to be called up gets cut, there's something wrong there. You know what I'm saying? Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish, I understand because he's injury prone and he's mm-hmm. the oldest member of Undisputed Era. I get it. But it also tells me as a fan, I'm never going to hear ever again and feel like what I felt when they first did it. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things wrong with WWE, like their presentation to us that – all this money shit, all the money you're making, that's cool for y'all. But as a fan, how the fuck does this affect me? It's like, I don't give a damn you're making money hand over fist. I care about the two to three hours that I'm investing every night or week watching your product. And your product is horrible right now. I'm sorry. As much as a good storyline yeah. is cool here and there, it's like I'm not watching an enjoyable show. Yeah, it's easy. So that, that, that's the disconnect. It, it, and it's kind of sad in a way as well because we are wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So we tune into this product for wrestling. But when it comes to WWE specifically, it's about fucking 
business. And we wrapped up all in about the business and the goings ons about what that company does because, I mean, that overshadows the fucking wrestling that we love. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to be talking about their fucking profit margin and their I don't care. I want to sit here and be like, yo, Brock Lesnar's wrestling so-and-so next week is going to be great. Like, that's well, what I want to talk about. But it's and like, and I think, And I okay. think the thing that can, like, kill all of it, to be honest, is what they do with the product. Look, look at that girl. I forget what her name was. She didn't know Bobby Lashley's name. The champion. Like, get it? I get it. Roman's like the face of the company, but he's the universal champion. At the end of the day, Bobby Lashley is the historical WWE champion. You don't know his name. That's the problem. They got these motherfuckers in here because they got degrees and whatever. I think the four of us could go in there, like Brian was saying, and we could probably do a damn near pretty good road to WrestleMania from Rumble to fucking Mania. I and, think I, and, could. and Nick, really quick, I want to jump in here, and this isn't, and I'm not excluding you in this conversation for what I'm about to say, right? And B Rob, I know you're in a lot of the same groups that that I'm in, right? Yeah. When it comes to this race thing, all of a oh sudden in pro God. wrestling, this shit drives me fucking nuts. I'm sorry, B Rob, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's like we got to champion them because they're black. Like I'm not gonna say who, but a prior guest on your show get went on this huge spiel about how we should champion these four black women for getting signed for WWE. Okay. And I said it myself. I'm like. I don't give a fuck that they got hired. I give a fuck if they know the business and they know what they're doing. I'm not championing, and this is a problem that I have in society in general. Everyone's so quick to champion somebody for doing one thing right, but not realizing shit ain't going to last forever. I've said it the day they got hired. I give them a month before one of them is fired. Not even three weeks later, this dumbass goes on a podcast and calls him Bobby Ashley. Bobby you know what I mean? Ashley. And then, and then gets destroyed by the wrestling community. And then people are like, we got to stand up for her. It's like, no, the fuck we don't. Like, just because she's black does not mean I got to stand up for her. She should have been smart enough to either A, learn, learn the product, her fucking job, <laughs> learn the job, or be smart enough not to go online and talk about how you're getting a bag from WWE and these dumb motherfuckers hired me with no fucking experience. It's like, are you that stupid? Use your common sense. And then, you know, I'm kind of, you know, it's, it's, it is dumb, but I'm kind of glad that it happened because mm-hmm. I mean, it exposes the faux pas of the business strategy, you know, it's, it's to like, me, it's solidified. I'm, I just don't like, I don't get like how they're like, Vince is traveling to com- comedy shows to hire people. It's like, like, why, why, you know what? I mean, his, his story, there's nothing, though, he's, there's he's nothing wrong that. with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it should be at as a consultant capacity. You know, you have your 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 wrestling trainers and your coaches and your bookers and promoters that have wrestling experience or wrestling business experience. And Which if you want to bring those people in from like Saturday Night Live to consult on a, a, a the product, that's what you do. You don't put them in charge of shit that they don't know shit yeah, about. She, yeah, she, so she fucked correct, that. If I'm correct, all the there's no former wrestlers on creative like the Devon Dudley Tyson kid all they're producers they make yes. the matches right mm-hmm. so this is there anyone we know creatively like behind the scenes like that was a wrestler like Michael Hayes yeah 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 it's just like you got he's gonna say what Vince wants him to say I mean yeah. You got that, you got that old ass motherfucking Michael Hayes in there doing shit who calling Mark Henry a goddamn monkey and shit so I mean what that tell you? But, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, just like, like it's 
wrestling as if anything and nick you can speak to this too you, when you have organizations you have the good old boy network you got your homeboy looking out for your best interest because that's your fucking homeboy yeah. you know and it's so, just like but it's like when you have the superstars involved in what they're doing it's better like since ed just came back all his shit's been great because he's doing it because he can Bryan, demand he that there. he is doing it like mm-hmm. Roman Reigns even. I like I hear Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman like shut down a lot of shit that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Because and they like, got they got to the level to like where they can demand that shit. The best things on the product. Yeah. Like cuz they can demand MVP, that shit because they, I mean like, I bet you if MVP could really speak <clears throat> they probably last I think last year's already really over in my opinion. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. I think he'd be on a whole other level. Mhm. That's why I got a lot of respect for I got a lot of respect for Drew because Drew's like I can tell that Drew is like taking whatever they're giving him and trying to like get it the fuck over. So it's yep. like, okay, I'll wear the fucking kilt. Okay, I'll bring out the fucking sword into the thing. Okay, now I'll just carry the sword into the ring and lock motherfuckers' heads up. Like he's trying to do whatever they he, give him and get it over. And he's actually and he's doing it too, is which is you know what, awesome. You know what McIntyre is he's following the format of, right? John motherfucking Cena. <laughs> he's following yeah, but the format. Even, even when... So Drew, I would say, was organically over until he won the title. And even a little into it. Then when you start giving him the kill. When you have him in the title picture for that long straight, like that's just naturally going to kill it. Like Drew was on a roll at Survivor Series 2019. He was still like... like They should have just kept him as the Scottish psychopath. Mm-hmm. Now they want to make him... Braveheart and shit. <laughs> I just saw the comment. Yeah. It's true. It really mm-hmm. is. And unfortunately with WWE, it's a, it's like I said, it's a systematic problem. They they want shit done a certain way. With all due respect, in AEW, they're doing it right. Like we were just talking about earlier how WWE only has like 35 active men on the, the Raw roster and AEW has like 75 total. We're able to get fresh matchups all the time. Like I always say in AEW, when's the last time you really saw a rematch? Not yeah. But that's, you don't. So, they that's don't do a, it a WWE lot. thing because they stick like you and they used to do it in the attitude that I remember. They would be able to do a feud, like say Rock and Austin were fighting, mm-hmm. but Austin could fight Rikishi on Raw. Yeah. And then like somehow maybe the Rock comes in after like that's WWE's problem. They got 35 active men. But the same fucking ten or twelve are on the show every week. Yeah, exactly, then, um, that's the problem. Like, the, yo, like, what's so hard about even if it's a squad? Sheamus, like, why doesn't he come out there and like fight Drew Gulak? Yeah, like, like what's so? I, I just don't. In your, like Rob's saying, you're paying these people to do nothing. At least let them get squashed. Yeah, and, that, and that's I, and that's another it, thing that we, you bounce back to AEW or whatnot. They have that many people on the active roster for squashes specifically. They're doing it. Yeah. I say it and all the time. The I say it all the time. My favorite. AEW aren't, it's like the Bucks and shit, right? Like they write everything, if I'm correct. No, Tony. Tony writes everything. Tony. And how old's that motherfucker? He can't be that much older than me, I imagine. He's, he's my age. He's like 37. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he's a young fuck. He was fanboying at WWE shows like six years ago, giving titles to O'Neill Jaguars gear. No, that was, better... <laughs> that was recently. That was recently. That was recently. Like, even sooner. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that hard. It, like, I can't sit here. Like, a lot of people say, oh, well, it can't be that hard. 
I really don't think it could be that hard to be a creative person in WWE and make I mean, something good. I mean, think of it like this, right? In a span of two years, AEW has already done everything WWE's doing. They have a developmental show with Elevation. They have a secondary show in Dark. And then you have your primary show in Dynamite. And you're now adding another primary show in Rampage. Elevation. It's an hour or two. Elevation. It's now an hour because they're not at dailies anymore. But think of it like this, right? Back in 1996, right? WWE main show of Monday Night Raw wasn't star versus star matches. It was predominantly stars versus jobbers. Yeah, that's how so, the old format. That's how the old format yeah. was. That's why I like. That's why I was Barry Horowitz was my dude. Yep. Text <laughs> up on the back. You know what I mean? Because you develop stars not by fighting other stars and losing every week. You develop stars by having them fight enhancement talent to enhance them in the story. And this is another reason why the win loss record. I love it because just because somebody is twenty and zero on elevation doesn't mean that when they get up to dynamite. They don't have a chance of winning. No. You know what I'm hey. saying? It's like you can develop you can develop that person on elevation, get them better. Like uh Dante Martin right now, right? Oh, his yeah. brother is killing it. His brother's injured, so he's doing it by himself right now. He's mm-hmm. on elevation getting all of his wins. He's on dark getting all of his wins. So that way, when he gets up to dynamite, when people see him, it's like, oh shit, this kid got a 20 and 0 record. You know what I mean? But he'll take the L on dynamite and not get quote unquote buried. They're keeping his record good in the long run, so that way when it's his time on Dynamite to be featured on a weekly basis, his numbers look good. Mm-hmm. So his wins look believable. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad to say, in a way. I mean, his brother getting injured was like the best thing that happened to him. And the kid's only 20 years old. Yeah, he's only 20. He's only 20? He's only yeah. 20 years old. He's the baby of the group. That young. No, so um, let me ask you also, this, so Rob. Also, um, you was talking about how they got the different uh, sex of the show, like Elevation and Dark mm-hmm. and um, the freaking Rampage that's coming and Dynamite proper. You got to also f- remember, too, that the Nightmare Factory is a thing under AEW. Mm-hmm. And also, Dustin has his own academy as well that feeds into AEW yeah. as well. So Don't they forget. got their own feeder system as well as a developmental. Don't forget GCW. No, no. Yeah. Got GCW no, out there? So, Rob, Rob, you sent that thing to me. We were talking about like, we could do in Vegas the thing. What is that? Is that something like we not give feedback, or is that where you do you're giving feedback on the product? He might know yeah. more. Uh, WWE Blue. sent me a survey about SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the survey, they have they're gonna have a um like a council meeting or some shit like that, uh like some type of feedback thing. At the MGM Grand, and you they gave they gave you time slots, and there's like you can come this day, this day, or this day. You can be a part of the meeting, and we can talk about shit and everything. So, wow, changes are coming. You know, and I Hopefully. can't go. And we yeah, can't I was go. trying to sign Nick up for it so he can go, but he ain't gonna be there in time. Uh, <laughs> I get be there. Interesting. I'm like, well, I got this complaint, then I call you guys, and he's got this one, and he's got this one. <laughs> that would but be fun. Like, I would love to know what happens there. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm so pissed. I honestly, I'm, I'm not going to be there. Oh, yeah. Thunder Rosa got Mission Pro as well. And because mm-hmm. that's the thing, too. You know what's going to happen, though? And Rob can testify just like when you're around a big organization, you always got the motherfucking yes, man. Oh, the product's doing a really good job. I bet shit. I got nothing to lose. I don't work for y'all motherfuckers. Government yeah. pays me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, sorry. I know, I know we brought this up earlier, but like I said, when it comes to some wrestling fans, it's like, 
the diehard WWE fans and that's all they know, it's like, yeah. okay, if there's nothing wrong with you enjoying the product, right? But yeah. but when it comes to like pro wrestling as a whole, it's like y'all aren't even watching pro wrestling. You're watching a variety show with skits mm -hmm. and promos and stuff that aren't even that good. I'm sorry, you could tell me AEW promos don't blow them out the water half of the time because you know why? They feel organic. They feel like this is what I am saying to you not what somebody wrote for me to say. You know what I mean? And uh, like WWE fans, they will fight to the death about the business aspect. They're making money hand over fist. Yeah, and that's the thing I was saying earlier. Yeah. I don't work for them. I don't give a shit about how much money they're making. Exactly. I give a shit, like I said, about the two to three hours that I sit down and watch on a weekly basis. If it's not entertaining, yeah, I'm going to shit on it. Like if it's bad, like, yeah, it sucks. It's like listening to a rap album and be yeah, like, yo, this shit's horrible. Back blow. <laughs> <laughs> gorgeous women in wrestling yeah so. see, and that, that's the thing that's what i was saying earlier is it's like if you're a fan of wwe you what you know way more about their business than their fucking wrestling product Facts. you know and it shouldn't be that way mm -hmm. yeah um so the question since we on the aew topic you know wwe regardless of what we think is still <clears> gonna <throat> be around for a little bit um who do you think is gonna be the first to jump in reverse from AEW to WWE, or who do you think they would uh, send out to try to acquire? So I mean, they have so WWE. many. They have so many people here. I don't know if we said on here or if I heard it on another podcast, but a good one that kind of stood out from whether someone on here saying or I heard some maybe like Kip Sabian, from like Penelope Ford, like mm -hmm. maybe someone like that because they're not huge. Like, I don't think they're gonna get one of their big. Obviously, they're not getting the box Omega, no one like that. You got to think they go for MJF. True, but the problem with MJF is you're not going to let him be MJF. No, yeah, he'll be yeah. like, if he was ever to get signed, he's not being MJF. I would yeah. think, I would think they'd go after like a like a Brian Cage or a Wardlow, <clears throat> like a Wardlow or a Brian Cage. Type. Yeah, I think they would probably like yeah. go after one of them real hard, or even maybe like Willie Hobbs. You know, big they love their big fucking guys. But yeah. it's not even that. It's just that I think that's a better or Lance Archer. Well, they had Lance Archer, but they fucked them up. Mm. But uh. I would think they would go after somebody like that more than like uh, MJF because I don't think MJF is. First of all, he ain't going nowhere, and then secondly, he knows he's gonna get nerfed over there. Like he just he knows he's gonna get nerfed. So it's like, but why you know would I bother? What's gonna Facts. be hard for them to get people to jump ship is you got the dudes like Big Show and Mark Henry who are there, who they're gonna save the big dude. They go like, don't, yeah, no, yeah, they'll be blocked. Yeah, but I don't. You don't want to do that, bro. They're gonna yeah, yeah. you, you don't want to do that, bro. So like Andrade. And Malachi Black, who were there? I mean, or it's gonna be like how we do at the schoolhouse. Nick he was like, "Hey, man, I know you're gonna go out to the fleet and do what the fuck you want to do, but if you're gonna do that, this is what you need to look out for. Don't buy a car with a high ass interest rate. Don't do this and this, and don't do this. So I wish you luck, but hey, man, that's the last time you're future endeavors. <laughs> you're getting future endeavors before you even join the company. <laughs> you know." But um, AEW really released anyone though. Yeah, oh, a couple people. But they didn't yeah. release them in the aspect of like they got fired or anything. They just didn't renew their contract. Yeah, so it's just like their contract, contract was up. They didn't renew it. I think the only person they actually fired fired was Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah, yeah Jimmy. Havoc. Uh, I mean yeah. Havoc. Havoc. Wrong yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy Havoc. The whole uh, speaking out movement. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. who do you think, Brian? Who could you see jumping ship? I mean, personally, I wouldn't want a pig though. I, I wouldn't want 
any of them to go. I mean, maybe they bring back Luchasaurus. Like, that would be another person because he got the look and the build, and he's the WWE, like, a former WWE NXT guy. But they have a Luchasaurus already over there, and that's Josh Briggs. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But, uh, like, aside from that, I don't see WWE poaching anybody. Like, mm-hmm. They had their chance with FTR. They had their chance at signing Kenny in the Bucks. Uh, Cody definitely ain't going back. Um, I, I'm honest to God, I don't Shit, know. Like, if, if, go back. <laughs> if you want a name that I could see them going after, it's probably Jungle Boy, just because of who his father is. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I don't see, like, and I'm not talking about utilizing them properly. I'm just talking about, like, people they no, would go no. after. Can you that, imagine what they would do to Jungle Boy over there, bro? Oh, oh. 24-7 title instantly. Welcome the newest member of the Lucha House Party, Jungle Jungle Guy. Yeah, and I'm not even Spanish. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Isn't it crazy, here? though, how much Triple H offered them all to come? Like, didn't the Bucks have some crazy deal where, like, if they didn't like what was happening within six to nine months, they could leave? Mm-hmm. Page was going to be the face of NXT but get main roster money. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Hunter understands the value of these people. Vince doesn't. The more we keep talking about this, I really would not be surprised if Triple H ends up over there eventually. I'm telling you, I say I say I it all the time. People think I'm crazy when I say stuff like this. I don't know what capacity, what he would do there, but I could see it. And he'd bring the whole Well, it would be Triple H versus Cody, and Cody can finally go over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For real. I don't know. I, I want to see it now. As oh, tough as that there you is. go. That's another see. candidate, Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks is a good name. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Hey, can yeah. I ask him? Maybe I'm uneducated on him. Like, I see him on TV now. I think he's good. But I always see him, like, tweeting and, like, talking to The Rock on social media. Is there something there that I don't know? This is idol? This is idol. Yeah, it's just, like, kind of yeah. who he patterned his character after. Which I see that. I just I just didn't know. Yeah, Luna said he wouldn't because of his relationship with Stephanie. And like I said, if the day ever comes when there's a divorce, I would not be shocked. I don't think though. I think if he just sells the company, he would leave. Yeah, if he sells the company, he'd probably lose Triple H. And you know, Tony Khan would pay him buku money. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I would, you know, I'm not a big fan of like that whole thing where everybody goes to AEW. But holy fuck. Yeah, I don't, imagine I don't what, like either. Can you imagine like, the fucking <laughs> implosion online if Triple H went to fucking AEW? Like, yeah. do you imagine the chaos? <laughs> I, I would say this. If Hunter was ever to leave, the only two promotions I could see him going to is AEW because they beat him to the punch of creating what he wanted to create yeah. or the NWA because he's a diehard NWA fan. Yeah. And, he, and him and Billy Corgan are good friends. Yeah, there you go. LA Knight. A rock clone. <laughs> I don't think they're doing bad with LA Knight. I like, I like LA him. Knight though. I like him. I like just his promo ability alone is is just awesome. Another guy, the rock mentored him. Yeah, see? So, there you go. That's the correlation yeah. right there. Yeah. The yeah, rock has influence. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really I'm on I am set though. I think Charlotte will end up over there. For sure. I say that all the time. Everyone's like, Oh, you're nuts because she's a WWE lifer. I'm like, no, she's not. Her last name is No, Flair. she's not. Her yeah, last name is Flair. Like her. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if her father makes an appearance there, game over. Because I don't know when her contract ends, but you know if Rick goes there, whether he goes there or not with Andrade being there, they're going to offer her something. I'll say this when it comes to Charlotte. It's like, what does Charlotte have left to do? 
She's she got what? Yeah. She, she has not. She literally already has almost a dozen title reigns to her name since they she almost has as many as her father. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's she's about to beat the record. There's no new talent. Uh, everybody who comes up, Charlotte's got to squash them because it's Charlotte. You know what I mean? And after a while, she's going to get bored of fighting the horsewoman over and over again. So yeah, but she not could, so, I, I see her that, moving on. You can tell Charlotte kind of what's that saying? Like, where's her heart on her sleeve? Mm-hmm. You can tell she doesn't like how she gets treated by like the audience. Yeah, you can tell she goes to oh, AEW. Yeah. She's like re- reinvented. Like, oh, she'll be love her. she'll be golden. I guarantee you. Like my like Eddie says on our show because he he can't stand Charlotte for whatever reason. But with all due respect to Charlotte, it's like you're a flair. We all know Flair was the real traveling world champion. And with all due respect to WWE, there's only so much Charlotte can do until she gets bored. She's you know done I mean? everything too many times. You know what it is? Yeah. She did a yeah. lot so quick. Yeah. I, I almost believe that damn she would leave to go get pregnant before she would leave to go to another company. Agreed. I could see that. And we all know Andrade don't Crazy. stop. Oh Imagine no! Taking taking them selfies after every session. Come on, Andrade. Imagine Stop how that. crazy it would be if she left to get pregnant and showed back up on AEW. You you you're willing it hard, Nick. I, I wish you would have had this much enthusiasm to keep Goldberg away. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Don't blame me for that one. Blame yeah, Brock. It's, it's always you. It's, it's your fault. Always your fault. Answer the phone. I told you. Yeah, Brock don't want to answer the two hundred three area code. <laughs> But, but uh, I gotta ask you guys this: with all these crazy releases they've been having, big. Yeah. I would say what the two biggest names. I I personally think the biggest is Bray, and then second is Braun. Who could Bray you Braun. see? Who could you see getting released next? That'd be like a wow, like a wow, like getting you a reaction like that. It all it, you can almost be like look you at the just, Brooklyn. You, you can, can almost look at the, a, you can, spin a wheel and just point at someone. Yeah, I mean, you can almost look like, at the. At the booking or whatever, because it's just like Bronson Reed was doing good. You know, he was probably doing the best he was doing in his NXT career, and gone. Bray Wyatt, uh, White Hot, sh- gone. You uh, know, Braun Strowman, Cedric. pretty damn good merch selling, gone. You know, so I mean, I mean look Cedric. for somebody who's doing something really good in a short time span, and they might be gone. Well, I mean, so see- that your theories about Charlotte, Charlotte could be true. You know, she just won a title. She could be gone. Jimmy Uso just got drunk driving charges again. They won the title. He could be gone. Nah, <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. nowhere. They always win the I title when they that. get drunk. I, can, I, don't, I hope it doesn't happen. But I think he would. It, I, he's an AEW guy. I don't care what anyone would say. I could see them letting go of Ricochet. Yeah. But I don't know how much he's making because they credited Braun and Bray to budget cuts. Ricochet ain't making no Bray or Braun money, I imagine. Shit, a lot of those people they they cut wasn't making Bray or Brian money. So I mean, imagine if they let go like Randy Orton. I was, I was gonna say Lewis saying Cedric, and I'm like, that's that's a name that I really want to see released. Uh, like, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying as a fan, yeah. I would love yeah. for him to get released. I would love for Cesaro to get released. Like, yeah. please get rid of him. Like, if and y'all ain't doing nothing with him, because it, it's, it's the thing that we were saying. We want the cuffs to be off so we can see them wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't yeah, Cesaro exactly. like literally just resign like right after Mania? Yeah, and we all hey the, hey, the good brothers resigned did? five months before they got released. You know, Who? you know what they did to him to reward him for resigning? They gave him a little shirt that says "I love wrestling," and that was yeah, it. that was it. Like here's the match you know against. I don't think he's been out. Has he? I don't think he's been on TV since they came back with crowds. 
I think he wrong. showed up. No, he he's been back. He's he's had a couple matches, like six minutes. I and stuff. think he, yeah. They brought him uh, back. They brought him out in front of live crowds just so he can spin the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> I, I'll say one name that may shock people, but I don't think it would shock us knowing his this person, Xavier Woods. Yeah, I can see yeah. Xavier Woods like his name being thrown into releases. Only because he could say, you know, I got this G4 shit popping off. And yeah. in the, the whole video of him around recently with somebody in the audience saying, you know, I'm not doing this shit till I'm 80. I got a couple of years left. I could yeah. totally see Xavier Woods, like, not asking for his release, but him getting released. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, why did I let go of Woods? Woods would have a ball. This guy, mind you, this guy's going yeah. for his doctrine right you, now. You, you know what yeah. I'm thinking about Woods right now? Did you say saying that or whatever? Mm-hmm. He purposefully got up, up, down, down, bought by WWE, and I believe yeah, if if he if he get released, he would still get residuals on that. Yep. So yeah. I mean, that's a smart move on his part. So also, they also actually bought that. They so they paid yeah. Xavier Woods. Yeah. Yes, they paid Xavier yeah. Woods for that. They, they backed okay. that. They backed that shit financially. Yeah. Huh? How much do you think he made? He probably all he, probably, he probably made a lot. Yeah. You know, he, he makes enough like, to sustain. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't personally, I don't fuck with that shit. I love video games, but I don't fuck with like up, up, down, down. But that shit is popping. Like their views are. I, like, I, I ain't gonna lie. Out. I ain't gonna lie. I love up, uh, up, up, down, down. To me, up, up, down, down's world title and the left, right, left, right title are more prestigious than any title on WWE right now, except for maybe Romans. Like the the fact that they got rituals for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if you lose, you gotta bend the knee and hand it over and say something nice. Like to me, that's awesome. To see the trash talking, to see AJ oh. Styles breaking controllers, like yeah. that shit is awesome. I it's love hilarious. that. Did you watch the Did you watch the Tekken tournament? Yes, the Tekken tournament of fucking Shelton Benjamin and them. Shelton. Poor Shelton. How, how you gonna be the OG video gamer and get ran up by these young kids? Like, come on. The yeah. Madden tournaments were fucking great. The No Mercy tournament they just had was mm-hmm. fucking great. Like I, I, like I actually did who, watch some of who that. Who is the up, 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 down, down mad as hell. Uh, currently, the up, up, down, down champion is Mia Yim, and the left, right, left, right champion is technically still Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, yeah. Has he been on the show since he's been released? Not that I know of, no. Well, actually, I, they, they do like the Battle of the Brands, yeah, so I, I don't know he's, if he's still on it. I haven't watched yeah, it lately. I think he's still there in the aspect of that stuff might have been pre-recorded. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with it lately. Yeah, but right now it's like a lot of what what, what they call is the party, which is like him, uh, Cesaro. Actually, yeah, because Adam Cole, yeah, Adam Cole and uh, Tyler Breeze. So yeah, technically he's still on the show. Mm-hmm. Isn't Samoa Joe on there sometimes too? Joey yeah. Headrocker, baby. Yeah, they got a lot of people that come in and out of there. I want AJ Styles to win that title eventually. AJ, if he if see AJ Styles has the same syndrome I got. I'm an Xbox guy. You try to yeah. put me on PlayStation controllers, it, it it don't work. It don't work. You know what? I, I used to, I, used, I used to come up with that excuse too. I used to come up with that excuse that I'm an Xbox guy. I can't fuck with the PlayStation shit. But mm-hmm. dog, the buttons are literally in the same place. I want <laughs> I want to see that. Title that's my back on pocket WWE. excuse every time I lose. I want to see that title on WWE TV so bad. God no, God no, no. no. I would no. Mark, let it be its own thing. Out at least for a week. Nope, nope. I want that title to stay exactly where it is. Yeah. Well, it would uh, never happen. But it'd be funny. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, um, we've been on almost three hours, and I could go for another three hours, but unfortunately, I have shit to do, and I'm hungry. Um, 
Let's go around the horn real quick. If we got anything we want to touch on before we close it out, Nick, what you, anything on your mind real quick before we go? Well, since I apparently predict the future, Charlotte Flair's going to AEW. <laughs> and I, I, I don't want her to do anything else, really. I mean, she can kiss my ass. All right. Uh, thoughts on that? Anybody? All right, Brian, what you got? <laughs> uh, Fuego Del Sol is perfect one for one whenever he hits his tornado DDT. So protect your goddamn neck. Yeah. Um, you think he's gonna get signed? I mean, yeah, it's oh, inevitable, isn't it? Oh, he's gonna get signed. He's gonna sign. He, he's Sammy's boy. He's all over the vlogs and shit. And he's a good, he's a good worker. He's a good worker. Yeah, and, they brought uh, him back too. Yeah, they brought him back to to bring him on the road. And in all actuality, AEW, please sign Kylan King. That girl, that girl is going to be a monster in that division. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, she I, works I really, really good. Her. Yeah, I turned she, on her. Yeah, she she's getting a lot better. And yeah, I think she could be one of those success stories for them. But yeah, watch out for the tornado. All right, Lou, what you got? I wish I had a bell so I could do the shame thing. But shame on you, WWE. Shame on you for releasing Bronson Reed. You're telling me that you couldn't take Bronson Reed and throw him in the blind and have him go after the IC title and try to get all the belts. And then after that, you could just basically do whatever you want with Bronson Reed because he can go as a face, as a heel. Like, it, like you couldn't figure out something to do with that dude, bro. That dude is super talented. And yeah, threw him into the fucking trash. So shame, fucking sh- shame, shame. What's on that? What about you, Rob? <laughs> um, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Um, I'm excited just to see what's gonna happen, man. Regardless if it's the business shit with WWE, if they're gonna sell or not. Um, the the future of the the terms and conditions with AEW and all these other promotions, CMLL, I mean, not CMLL, AAA and Impact and New Japan. I'm very interested to see where these relationships go. Uh, the talent they bring in because of that, because, I mean, the smart money is, I mean, I, I talk about AEW sucking up too many people and they got too much shit going on, but, you know, in, in lieu of that, they still have all these relationships with these other places that they can come into AEW and AEW like all right we ain't really got shit for you now we can shoot you up to impact to work a little bit of here get some experience it's almost like the same thing that new japan does but on a wider scope new japan they'll get somebody in as a young lion they'll train them up they'll mentor them they'll coach them they'll coach them then be like go on excursion find Mm -hmm. yourself then come back to me and then we'll put you on the map you know so I believe AEW is doing that, you know, just at a different capacity. They're bringing people in, they're signing them, they're getting their experience on TV and everything, and then they shoot them out to wherever they, you know, can u- best utilize them and shit. Skate, so skate, skate. Very excited about that, long dick style, and uh, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see, just waiting to see, and uh, that's really all I got because I, I got some food calling my name here. Then I got to go outside and put a gazebo together and shit. Oh, see. my God. Good luck with that. I, I, I hate it. Yeah, I have fun uh, with that shit. Yeah, so, uh, Brian, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh, UWO Podcast uh, on Facebook. We are live every either Monday or Sunday, depending on when the boys show up. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, UWO Brian 401 where I roast the hell out of my girl and give her dumb questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny. I Wait, thought that's yeah, very funny. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and on Twitch, Monster Four Hundred One, which I might be streaming in a little while because uh, you know I got I got to learn teach people how to be a real DJ. 
Oh, you know, Carl. Yeah. I got I got some new music I got I haven't dropped yet. Y'all haven't seen, so I might get into that later. Uh, and I kill people in Call of Duty. So yeah, yeah. That's how you can catch me. Hey, uh, Brian, just because I know you said you were going to uh, do some rebranding and marketing for your show, UWO. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly suggest that you get into the spaces market on Twitter because spaces, spaces is pretty much um you can start your own group chat on Twitter. Oh, that's a, the little purple thing, right? Yeah, the little purple yeah. joint. Yeah, oh, so yeah, a yeah. lot. A lot of uh, independent pro wrestlers have been doing their own spaces and everything, and you can just chime in and everything and just listen, or you can request to be a part of it. And I was a part of that. Once again, shout out to Wrestle Rap. And we was on there talking about wrestling just for like two or three hours and shit because I had nothing else to do. And shoot, shoot me a text next time something like that comes up because I want to hop in there. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a fun time. So, And I think UWO would uh, benefit for doing something like that. Go, Lou, what you got? Where they can find you? You know me, Lou from the BX Everything Podcast. Uh, you can find my show on the Everything Podcast Show.com. Uh, you can search Lou from the BX and my various Twitches and Instagram pages, the Everything Podcast, the E Podcast Show on Twitter. You can follow me on there and you get all the updates for everything. Um, second and third possible podcast in the works. Like, mm-hmm. I don't got enough shit to do. So stay tuned. Might be coming with some new shit real soon. And uh, yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to get you here as well, because you uh, bringing back or starting up here and there the, um, your own wrestling podcast, right? Yeah, I, I had a wrestling podcast back in the day, which is now lost into the ether of the internet. Once I left Podbean, it just vanished. Um, yeah, they do that. So, yeah, they do do that. Um, but I did a little mini episode, like I said, on my podcast feed just to feel feel it out. And it might be coming back, so. You know, we'll see. I gotta do some time management and everything, and see where the the uh, if there's actual demand for it. Word, word. Any, if anything, I mean, you always got a space here to come bring on the shenanigans. Speaking oh, of shenanigans, shenanigans. Nick, let everybody know where they can find you. At my name on Twitter and Instagram. How do you mess the name? You gotta say follow the name, Nick. You gotta I say follow, follow the name. That's your thing now. That's your thing. You follow the name. I thought I said it. Follow the name. Follow the name, Nick Anacelli, on Got all the platforms that, except for Facebook. But yes, on Facebook, but not really on Facebook because he ain't on Facebook. So, on behalf of myself, Nick Anacelli, Brian Lopez, and Lou from the Bronx. Look, I, I'm gonna... <laughs> uh, we bid you a fine to do. And we'll see you next time. R.I.P. Undisputed Era.